Well, I feel like I have to. I'm gonna start the oven over again then. It didn't, yeah, just start it over. Here, here. Do you want to hear it? I mean, yeah, let's hear that. Here, I mean, you can do it. some magical here. editing. It's at 100 degrees, which isn't. It's like 70 degrees, but right. And what? And what temperature are you preheating to? For now, 350. But I have to consult the instructions. But you just get it going, you know. Right. And then you reconsult, but it can start heat. It's not going to go immediately to 350. So you just you yeah. can consult later, and then the like, yeah. oh shit has to be 425. Fine, just yeah, creep it up know. to 425. Yeah. If you have to go lower, that could be a problem. Slight problem. I'm just saying, get it warmed up. But get, get it, it started. Get it. Yeah. yeah. Get get it going along the tracks. That's all. Of course. Of course. Very good. So I, I, should we just get right into the sticks business while it's yes, preheating? Yes, please. Or? Jesus Christ. The uh, don't rely on me to do things right now. Gotcha. Well, I want to make sure I, we're I'm all like in the... two, I'm like <laughs> two and a half hours into the shit right now. Right. Right. Because I realized here's what I realized. I can't. I got most of my mizzen plus in place right now. You, I can't be. Uh, I can't be putting my mizzen plus in place while we're we're recording. I just. No, that's a bridge too far, man. Right. So you got it in place. If my mizzen plus is in place, I can like combine and maybe <laughs> like produce an editable product. Maybe, or not even edible, but like something that resembles food. Sure. But it, but if I'm, and I fall victim to this kind of shit all the time. I don't know if you do it. It's like. I'm making a meal, and it's like, okay, prepare your ingredients. It's like, ah, fuck that. Let's get right into it. Heat the pan, put the steak in. Yes, now you that's need half, half a cup Generally. of wine. Now you heat, need the herbs, and you have to chop the herbs up. You need two ounces of butter and all of this shit. And now the steak is searing, and it has two minutes until it's done, and you have to do all of the other prep work. But you do the prep work first. That's why it's called prep work. You know, so I did the prep work. You did the Finally, prep work. I did right. it. Well, that's good. Preparation. I did the preparations, Brad. I don't always do that. This is nice. Look, I got my little. You hear that? I got my little oh, wet I ingredients. Do. I got so my now, dry ingredients. This is nice. Good. So you, you have like here, a little here, bit like, of a corner of no, your shut brain. No, shut the fuck up. Listen. I have a bowl with my dry ingredients. It's like flour and baking powder, not soda. Here, listen to it. Yeah. That's me, like, hitting my I mean, rubber spatula on the side of the bowl. That's some bowl, but I heard some gritty dryness in there at first. Yeah, yeah. You did a little... Here, listen, listen to it. Mixing. Shushy. You hear it? I do. I'm really proud of myself. I started at like 5.30 after, you know, days worth of meetings and driving right. around to the greater DMV, picking up arms in the back of my, you know, opening my trunk and like, here's an arms deal. You know, a guy's got to make a living. That's all I'm sure. saying. I thought at first you meant mannequin arms and I got really excited. Ah, uh, no, sorry. Just guns. 
Just heavy weaponry. No, small arms. Just small arms. Handguns, gotcha. mostly. Okay. All right, good, so, good. all right, I got the oven preheating. Let's get into the sticks now. Yeah. You could say you have the oven. Well, well that doesn't work. Never mind. Uh, you, you, you were trying. You were trying, but that's the second song. That's the second song. Well, no, it's track one. Wait, do we have a different track list here? I'm not talking about. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Oh oven. shit! I'm talking about lighting up the oven. Yeah, we lit up the. You had it. What the fuck? You're right. You had me all confused. You had me all well, t- twisted the around. The song is called "Light Up," and I was like, "Lit up" doesn't sound the right. Lighted up would work. Lighted. That's not a word though. You're overthinking anyway, it. Hey, I'm overthinking it. I know. Here's you're a song. Right. Light up. The oven. You lighted it up. I don't know. There's a way yeah. you could have done it. Light up. Light up that oven, Adam. Whoosh. I, I lighted it up. Sweet, I am sweet light sounds. Up. God damn. That doesn't, it's really hard to work that in, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. Do you want to play a little uh, snippet of it? Sure. Let's do that before I give any of my uh, context. Wait, wait are we supposed to do an overview first or no? I not think for, there's not no this rules time. to this. Let's just dive right in. How do you feel? You want to go little bit by little bit? or Let's give just a... go little bit by little okay, bit and we'll start to build the bigger picture. All right, that's fine. Great. So let's see here. I, I had to do a last minute change up, so let's see. It's almost Wait, here. Why did you have to do a last minute change up? Because I had... Oh, shit. You know, maybe I didn't have to do a last minute change up now that I think about it. You know, the, the change up was so last minute that I didn't realize I didn't even need to do it. If that makes any sense. Well, there's two L songs that start off the album. It does get a little confusing. Yeah. So I here, just got a, confused. Here's the opener. Here's how this album opens up here. Here's the secret ingredient, by the way. You're, you're splashing something around. That's right. Whisking it up. Well. You're putting air bubbles in there, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> trying to imagine. Yeah. Based on audio only. There you go. All right. Here we go. Lighten it up. So there's the intro to the intro song. The so intro far. to the intro song. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Strong opening, I think. This I'm, is like maybe mm. the first time mm. where I'm like, this is this is truly sticks right now. Yes. From where I come from. That's you no. know. Yes. 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 That was unequivocally the stick sound. 
This is when they became sticks, man. Yes. Yes. This and even album. though Come Sail Away is maybe their most iconic song and it was on of a course. previous album, it doesn't matter. This is the sound. <sighs> In my mind, Come Sail Away is like this song, even though it's not. Brad, if that makes you, any sense. It's like the brain retroactively makes that more like a stick song than maybe it is. I, I, you gotta stop. I don't know how. Maybe you're, you're probably thinking of Lady. Uh, Come sail away is from the Grand Illusion from '77. You're right. We're, I'm we're thinking of Lady. Equinox from '75. <laughs> there you go. You're right. So you're thinking of Lady. I'm thinking of yes. Lady. Lady your, is what. Your I'm point saying. is still taken. Yes. Like, Just, holy shit, they had one song. They had, what, four albums, and they only had one. There were a couple of others here and there that were teasing at the stick sound in the first four albums. But Lady, yes, Lady. Not Come Sail Away. That comes later, and that's even more sticksy than what we're listening to now. Yeah. But... Yes, I, I was just thinking about this because I've been listening to all these albums again and it's like, shit, man. People only know Lady from their first four albums. It's amazing they got to make a fifth album. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and they upgraded from, like, Wooden Nickel to RCA. Well, I guess that's what having the hit of Lady will do for you. Well, right. And then they the, opened the, the doors. They barely, they almost didn't make it. They didn't do that song. Dustbin. Gone. That's right. Lady nope. opened whole new doors. We wouldn't even know about them. And the thing is, the album art got better. Like, the sound got better. The engineering got better. The mixing got better. The mastering got better. The songwriting got better because of all of that support. Yes. And it's like, hold, can you, now, seriously, just based off that little intro of the intro, can you tell the fucking difference between this and the first four? Oh, 100%. Okay. Okay. Like, J.Y. and Kurlusky's guitars aren't all like, right. what are you doing with that sound there? Like, okay, but like, now it's like, it's got that clean, like, really crisp, sticksy sound. Yes. Just like that. <laughs> yes. And it has that highly polished electro sound, like electronic synth going That's on. That's what you want. Yeah. It, 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 it's. There's probably also something going on with music here that maybe helped them. Because it's also. This, this intro at one point becomes, starts to be, in my mind, a little Rush esque. A little what-esque? Rush. Like the band Rush. Rush-esque. Oh, well, sure. They get conflated, not conflated, but they're peers. Yes, they're definitely peers, and you can see that. It also has the, like, opening of a Broadway musical rock opera feel to it. I mean, it's you, all there. Do you know Dennis DeYoung? Are you aware of his oeuvre? <laughs> well, no, I'm completely aware, but this is, he's... He's finally unchained completely at this yes. point, I feel, yes. with this with this opening and this this whole song really, and it goes beyond this song, but for now we'll stick with this song. Yes, he's he's unchained. Well, Here. and yes, that's a that's a great point. Before you go on, mm -hmm. that's a great point because Equinox is when Kurlusky started like backing away. 
Right. It's his last Kurt, album. Yeah. And Kurt, well, yes, last album. And Kurt Lusky was, he was, he was the front man for this band until this album. Dennis DeYoung came to the front. And Dennis DeYoung was Mr. Like, I'm flailing my arms around on the keyboard back here. But Kurlowski was out there writing his sad, fucking depressing songs mm-hmm. and being the band leader because I play the guitar. You don't have like an accordion player and keyboard player as the front man for the band. So, yeah, that makes a shit ton of sense, man. All right, should we listen to a little more of it? We didn't even get yes, to please. any of the lyrics yet. Please, please. <laughs> keyboard flourish there is like everything it's everything you want like it's if everything you, <laughs> that is both awesome and horrible about this band simultaneously yes, yes. like i can't yes. help but like it even though i'm like right. jesus what the fuck that's the whole thing did you need to do that right there really yeah <laughs> yes he did <laughs> And he's got his little fluffy, like, things around his wrists. And he's got a little, uh, cravat. <laughs> and yes, he must do that keyboard flourish. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Of course he does. Yes. And that's when you know, that's why I said this is the transition album. When they went from, like, we're going to be, like, sort of a hard rock band. Right. To whatever this is. <laughs> Which I think is ultimately what they had to do. They had to. Because, and you see it here, like in the song Midnight Ride, track five, which is well, you're skipping way ahead now. only song. Well, I'm going to give a preview. All right. Is that JY, like if they became a JY band, no disrespect to JY. Well, maybe a little disrespect, but I don't think they would have been big because they would have just been another band doing songs like that. Right. Whereas this, granted, maybe they rushed some other songs at the time. And that's the other thing with this. It's hard for me to put it in context because 1975, this album came out. It's the year I was born. Right. And I think we've talked about this in the past, but like that year where you're born around that time, like from ages like maybe negative one to five becomes a black hole culturally because things before that became nostalgia and things after that you remember so like this falls right in this area that i don't fully understand musically so 1975 this album came out yes and in essence it's a cultural black hole for me because that's the year i was born so there's something about like, so you're you're completely unaware of things that were created before the year you were born? No. I get you. It's, Wait, no. I would say it's somewhere between maybe negative. I originally said negative one, but maybe it's like negative two or three from where you were born to maybe like six years after. 
because the stuff before that became nostalgia and became like retro stuff. And you're familiar with that growing up. Okay. But then the stuff and the stuff after that, like, so 1975, I'd say I turned six, and the stuff after 1981, I remember experiencing that and I get it. But there's this black hole of area where it was like not old enough to be like replayed as classic rock or nostalgia or retro or whatever. And there's stuff that is. um, But it's also too old for me to actually remember it. Does that make any sense? I don't know. I'm I'm get. Yeah, I'm starting to get around to it, I think. Um yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, Be- Because well, to me, this music sounds like almost nothing. Rush is the only thing that comes close. I don't have other things to say that really... Well, ELO. ELO. S- Super maybe. Tramp, maybe. Uh, Rudy's still on that train to nowhere, you know? Yeah, I don't think I know that. Super Tramp. Um, there's others, other though. It's the like, like King Crimson, maybe, <laughs> even? <laughs> Although they were more pioneers, maybe, kind of. I don't know. Yeah. And again, I'm not super familiar with them. I did listen to some of their stuff actually fairly recently in my quest to try some new things. But But that's kind of like a compliment. Like, there aren't too many things that sound like Right. I don't think there are. But again, I'm not a judge. But there really aren't. Well, we should talk to uh, Dave, what's his name, from The Post, from The WAPO. Yeah. And he wrote that uh, prog rock book. Okay. But the thing is, Sticks didn't start out as prog rock, you know? No. They made a little detour, and they kind of invented their own subgenre of prog rock. Yeah, I do think so. I think definitely because prog rock existed, they were allowed to exist, but they kind of pioneered their own little space in that. I'm coming more and more on board. So for, here for your idea that there is nothing like because <laughs> I nothing never, like this type of sticks. Yes. Yes. The wait, full on Dennis wait. sticks. Wait, there's there's things like other types of sticks. The JY type of sticks. Like what? <laughs> but again, the JY type of sticks well, I don't still think so. has Dennis yeah. infused in it. Yeah. So it still has some flavor. And Chuck's bass lines, like, do, 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 Like, what the fuck are you doing back there, bro? So I will tell you. So bass line, you mentioned that's a segue. That's another thing. And I I forwarded into this track a little bit. All right. Two minutes, 41 seconds in. Because in a couple seconds, this weird interlude starts. Oh, boy. With this walking bass line. Yeah. So I've just kind of like sung Sticks praises a bit. But this walking bass line really brought you back. It really got it really got on me in the wrong way. I'm not a fan. But here I got I got you. I got you.
So this singing part you, here. You didn't even wait. You didn't even wait for the da-doon, doon, 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 which is the truly walking bass line that happens at the end of this little interlude. Jesus. Okay, well, well, I thought it was doing it right there. Well, it was doing oh, of it course right it was, but like, this is even worse when it comes at the end of this interlude, man. Here, let me, I don't know Come if on, I remember you really, that. Just embrace it. Here it comes. You hear it? Yeah. But that's what Chuck does. That's his whole thing. Yeah, and like but he did it, it for that like one part. But yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. If you're going to embrace Dennis's flares and operatic bullshit, then you got to embrace Chuck Panazzo's walking bass lines. I mean, I do embrace it. But this is also my theory about Sticks listening to this album. Oh, God. Is that every song has like one thing too many. Just one? Just one. Like, lie to, I mean, you know, for what it is, right? And granted, this song, I think, is a, uh, like a special taste, right? Like, it's not just like, is it maybe an acquired taste? I don't know if that's quite right. But, you know, this this whole thing, that chorus of voices, light up, that everybody. Sticks. The one that, uh, we talked about the keyboard and the, and, and the sound, that, that chorus of voices, that doing sticks, that kind of man. thing is so sticks. Yes, that and I love it. Sticks. That and the keyboards, I love. Um, but again, you needed that weird, and it's not just the bass line; it's that whole weird little interlude. Like, just like you know, you didn't need that part of the song. I got they needed, they wanted a bridge part. They wanted something to break it up, maybe. But like, I don't know. They went too far. And I think they do that in a lot of th- songs. It's like okay. Here's all these elements, and they're working together, and it's this classic sticks thing. Now let's throw in this part, the throat yodeling. Let's throw in a drum solo. Let's throw in a part where it's just a high-pitched keyboard going for I could I could give you examples like, of all, th- all three of those things if you want them from sticks albums. Yeah, well, if, we're going to hit them up. You come for the sticks. Yes, stay for the weird throat yodeling. I'm just saying, yeah. if you're yeah. in for a penny, you're in for a pound, I can't my wait friend. to get to the sticks thro- throat yodeling part. Me either. Trust me. Me either. I've listened to every album up through the present until edge of the century, and then I had to stop. My point is, you can't, like, you can't say the only thing... <laughs> Or not the only thing. The thing that makes them super great is how fucked up and weird they are. And then be like, well, this is a little too weird over here. Well, maybe the problem with that part is that it wasn't weird. It was such a generic type of thing. But that's what Chuck is. He's a generic bass player. He's just back there. He never wants to be out in front. And he's just like, he's in the closet. Literally. And now he's like... Sort of uh, a gay icon. And it's like, yes, I am gay. Now I'm out front. So it's like, that was intentional on his part. He didn't want to be out there all flamboyant. He probably was a little uncomfortable with how, like, flamboyant Dennis was. And it's like, ah, you know. let's. I just want to be back here playing my bass. I'm, I'm back here in the shadows. And on this album... 
Well, we're not there yet, but Sweet Madam Blue is one of the only times when Chuck Panazzo had, like, a full-on, like, one of those classic sticks, like, America, America, America. He was one of those yeah. four. And yes. it's, like, the only time he had a front and center, like, vocal. Like, he'd go, like, in the background a little bit, yes, no, or whatever, and other bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hey, man, we got to get you out there. And I thought, it, to me, it's, I, don't, I can't even tell which one is his, honestly. Yeah, I'm there, too, because I read that about it. Is it Kurlowski? Is it Chuck? I don't know. And it's like, why are you so scared, bro? Get out there. Do your thing. It's a different time. Fuck, so, I gotta I gotta shave this butter. I'm You work on the shaving butter. I'll say one more thing about this track and then I'll transition into Which the one next is this? Track. Light up still? We're still on light up. And All I said right. one more fun fact I noticed about this. Okay, before you get song, to yes. be, hey, before you get to a fun fact, I wanna point out that something I noticed about not just the tracks on this album. Oh, I got that little thing in the back of my throat. Ah, I always try to keep it, you know, so you can have the weird sounding voice. Right. You got to keep running with that. You try to keep running with it, but it's gone. Is that this is going back to transition album. Equinox is the transition album where it's like every song is like two songs. Yeah, okay. And and I don't feel like they fully embraced that in the first four albums in the wooden nickel years. But right. now it's like because I was listening to like fuck, like Mother Deer and shit. Again, I'm jumping ahead here, but yeah. like it's two fucking songs, two different fucking songs. Right. You could have made I two agree. songs out of that shit. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's all. Yeah, and this well, is I this is the like, first one they started doing that. Yeah. I feel like in my mind, it's like the creative tension between JY and DeYoung. Or is it Kurolewski? one song. Or it could have been, well, but th- this tension continues after Kurolewski's gone, right? That's true. That's true. But you're true. right. At this point, it could be, well, I'm going to put JY and Kurolewski on, on a single team. Yeah, you're right. They were on a team, and Dennis DeYoung was on another team. So it was, was two against a, one. Yes, correct. Yes, I'm with and you. And now that Karolewski's kind of bowing out and spending, like, it becomes more even one against one. And for some of these tracks, like, that are two songs, it's like, it's a, okay, Dennis DeYoung is like, here's my song. JY's like, well, here's my song. And they're like, let's well, make let's make a just, one song. <laughs> let's just, I'll play my part, and then we'll take turns. You play yes. your part, I'll play mine, and that's the track. Shit, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Kurlewski was like the little, uh, uh, what's the thing that balances two things? There is nothing like that. That's There's why the world is fucked. Like right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, fuck, man. Uh, yeah, but wait till we get to Crystal Ball, shit. But anyway, anyway, yeah. So we're not there yet. So my fun fact, just to close up this uh, light up conversation, the fun just fact is so stoked that we're here. <laughs> it's awesome. The, it, the, my fun fact is I noticed that the song is uh, 
four minutes and 20 seconds long. Are you shitting me? And it's called Light Up. So I'm just leaving Are you that shitting out there. me? I'm it's 420? It's 420. If you bring nothing else to this episode, you have done yeoman's work, sir. I've, I've uncovered some, some shit. New fucking shit. It's probably yeah. not new. It's just new to us. Yeah. Shit, man. That's an original factoid I just came up great, with. Great, great work. Wow. All right. You, so, so you know I have you have, you know I have yeah. a box grater. You know how you grate cheese? Right. Yeah. I stuck this stick of butter in the freezer at like five fifteen. Okay. There you go. What, almost three hours ago, and I'm just like I'm grating it into fine little shreds. It's working out well. I mean, sure. It's, it's just, frozen enough. It's well, yeah. Doing. Oh, that yes. It's just. You know how it is when you grate cheese. It takes a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, this is what I'm doing. I'm just doing. imagining the consistency of regular butter out of the refrigerator. Nope. Nope. Wouldn't work too well with that. Frozen so. shit. But I might, they might, this butter have to, might have to make me go in shifts. I'm not sure. Because I, I know my hand is starting to compromise the solidity here. But I've got like half of it shredded now. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta do some other stuff. I gotta put this back in the freezer. The whole thing with the scones is the butter, the fat has to be cold, man. So I gotta, I gotta let that refreeze just for a little bit. Not even refreeze, just stay cold. All right. Oh, you fuck. You miserable shit. Stay, fucker. Fuck. It's a Rube Goldberg-esque of like Hagen dazs pints and popsicle things and containers of hash browns and then my little plate of shredded butter on top. Now it's in the freezer. Okay. Whew, fuck. Let's move on. All right. Track two. So I'm gonna play up some track two now. And the thing we get with track two, in my mind, is so we have light up, very synth-heavy, classic sticks. And you're like, okay, there was a sticks opening. I wonder what tr- how track two starts. <laughs> and it starts <laughs> like this. Okay. Okay, so... Uh-huh. I mean, I see wh- where you're going here. Well, it's just, this is a very synth-heavy endeavor. At least at this point, I'm like, okay, this is a lot of more than even I was expecting, you know, for them to get this hardcore into that. Two in a row is what you're saying. It's like... Two in a row. Okay, we open it up, that's fine. It's like, oh, now two in a row. Now, now I'm not complaining, both, both mind with, you, because this is my favorite part of Sticks. Sure. So I'm happy. I love both, it. Both with L names, Light Up, Lorelei, which is why I got confused. We both got yeah. a little confused about which Actually, one was the which. first f- 
five tracks are all either L names or M names. Well, that's true. Well, shit, you got me there. And M comes right after L in the alphabet. So, like, what are they really trying to say? Oh, boy, you're fucking blowing my mind, man. <laughs> What's the actual message here? Well, I now, think there's more going on here. I think there is. 420, light up. Let's see. We got to dig, dig deeper into the numerology here. God damn. This is the year that Sticks becomes like a true n- numerology band, huh? I, th- I think so. <laughs> let's not now, let's not even dabble in that. Yeah. Now, okay. this song does start to rock out very soon, and that's why I kind of stopped it there. Just to say, at this point... I'm like, okay, this is a very synth-heavy endeavor. Two of the same it, shits. It, it doesn't really turn out to be that way as much. Right. It um, does not. But, I mean, like, the beginning of this album, before Dennis starts singing, like, just this track, that opening, it's like, I couldn't blame someone for thinking, like, is this Autobahn? Like, is this some sort of German synth-pop? Right. It has that feeling going. You're talking about Lorelei now, not Light Up. Yeah, we're talking about Lorelei. Okay, but that's not how the album starts. Well, I meant how the track starts. Okay, okay. Lorelei, Light Up. Which one really starts the album? Who's to say, Adam? <laughs> I know you're just... We've been down this road. Making sounds, but like <laughs> you're actually on to something, and right. I get it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, here's some more Lorelei. I'll, yeah. I'll turn this back on. Here, give it, give, make it go to like a turning point. You know, a change. Okay. If you can. There we are. I mean, that's yeah. your idea of like doing the change up. That's fine. Well, I guess I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not into this industry jargon, Adam. I don't know. Change up, change down. What, we're two. I, I, we're two songs in, right? Yeah. I think you're on board with me about the difference between this sound and the first four albums. I want to, like, put a little, like, thumb on it. Like, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a sort of, and maybe it's the thing that you don't like, but there's a little... ...thing going on here. Where they got a little groove going. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's that little, like, oh, hello... Oh, what's this going on? Yes, we have synth flares, and we right. have walking bass lines, but we also have... That's a little poppy little thing that... Yeah. It's got a beat, and you can dance to it sort of thing. Yeah. And, well, and that's yeah, John Panazzo mostly. And it has the heavy guitars, too. Okay, that was always going to be there. I'm saying the... 
wasn't always there. And the drums don't sound like an and justice for all situation. Right. Like Man That's of Miracles, sure. where it's like, peep, 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 I'm hitting my tiny one-inch wide drums. I'm Mrs. Featherbottom, I have my tiny one-inch <laughs> drums, you know? <laughs> Fuck it's, that shit, I hate that. It's so thin and tinny and shitty. And it's like, oh, hello, somebody returned John Panazzo's actual snare drum to him. Thank fuck. Am I wrong? Oh, no. Without a doubt. And that's part of that production value shit. Yes. That, then that's why bands want to move from, like, the wooden nickel to the RCA. It's like, holy fuck, we can sound like we want to sound now. You get fucked over in the process... But at least it sounds like you want it to sound. Sounds like a million dollars, all right there, laid out on the hot wax. You can hear it. <laughs> okay. You don't have to be a dick about it. I'm being a dick about it. I'm just, you know, doing a bit, doing a character. The 70s record executive. I've been recording. That's good. So I'm just a little behind good. here. It's you always gotta. It's a little. The technical stuff is different in this setup. Yeah, um, I know, and, and it just, really. Well, this is kind of like you know our lesson that we failed to learn in a way. Uh, this is a, but this is like a throwback. You know, this is a uh, what's it called? It's like grandfathered in in a way. This this, this this format. <laughs> We, we, we promised ourselves we wouldn't, like, do these weird formats that just fuck everything up <laughs> and then end up, like, taking weeks or months or huge fractions of a year or, to, like, actually or, complete. Or two days in a row of, like, doing the same episode. <laughs> yeah. What is this, 2012? Is this episode six again? And Do you want to... Uh. Ugh. You want to explain what happened? I'd rather not because I had to. It's my fault. I lived it. Can you just. Well, well, <laughs> you know, Jesus. we were recording Sticks and Scones. Ugh. Equinox and version. The Equinox version. Very, very good version. Yeah. I mean, as you, the listener, no doubt, have realized because you've been listening, been listening. up right. to this point and now you're at this point. In the episode, but it's now a day later for us because the batteries went dead in the lav. The lavalier microphone. Yes. And, uh, you know, we lost maybe 20 some minutes of our recording and then there was no batteries to be found. Double A batteries. We just ended up saying, well, we'll just have to finish it the next day. And that was cool. And that's fine. But how do you how how do I live in a home with no fucking double-A batteries to be found. We have, like, cartons of them laying well, around yeah, all the time. I mean, my excuse is that I have a uh, kid that plays uh, video games all day long and controllers take double-A batteries. So we keep cartons of them and we unfortunately go through them from time to time. And my only excuse is, like... My battery-operated anal plug 
But like, I don't go through that many batteries yeah. for that. You See, know? I'm still using, and this is, I'm tempting fate, <laughs> but my anal plug, I I got the, uh, Manual. You know, the version that plugs right into the wall outlet. Ooh, boy. I thought you were going to say you still anal plug manually. No. But, whoa, shit. Yeah, you are asking for it, my friend. Or maybe I'm just one day secretly hoping for a little extra... <laughs> a little extra zinger. Yeah, time just right. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you, baby. Anyway, we're back. I'm gonna... Here, I'm gonna fucking do this, I guess. Ready for it? I'm ready. What do you got? Beep. <laughs> I'm preheating All the right, oven. All right, preheating the oven again. <laughs> again. Nice. God. Uh, so... Do you know what, what track we're in the middle of discussing now? Uh, or should start with? It's hard to say for sure, because I didn't have your audio. I was only listening to right. my breathy audio. I did audio. put my audio up in Dropbox this morning. I didn't morning, see but, it. I must have. Yeah. I probably needed to refresh the page or some shit. Well, I probably did it after you looked. I don't know. Anyway. Be, I don't know. Who cares? We got through Light Up and Lorelei um, before I ran out of bats. Right. So, was your was your butter incident in, in the audio or no? Oh boy, I can't. Maybe you'll be, sure. be lucky if it's not. I don't know which way to go with it. Because one hand, Fuck. you know, we documented a true tragedy. On the other hand, maybe that's just best left forgotten. Maybe but, you know, maybe. I have no idea. I the don't listeners may know it. about the butter incident. They may not. Or maybe. But not. the reason I just mention it is because I know Mother Dear. Uh huh. Was we were discussing that song when the when the incident happened? Well, then we do not have the butter incident. Okay. However, I did document it with photographic evidence, so we have yes. that at least. Okay. Ugh. So your sh- so so we should just start with Mother Dear. Yeah, and I am when we- just to make up for lost butter. I am. I just put like a third of a stick of butter in the freezer. So, okay. And that has to There you go. solidify for a little bit. Oven's preheating. Um, Do you have a stable surface in your freezer <laughs> to put the plate of shaved butter in though? Well, it's already it's No bouncing it, on lean cuisine. Well, it's uh here's sir, um what are they called? So the, the Salisbury steaks, that's what I was trying to hung, say. Hungry man, Salisbury. I fucking love those things. Oh my god. I never, I mean, I liked them, and I definitely ate my, more than my fair share of them. But yeah, I'm sure you did. I, I was <laughs> never into them as much as, like, the, the breaded chicken ones. Ah, see, I was, thought or you were like, going to say fried chicken. I'm like, yeah, I can get behind that. Well, I think these are fried, but not the fried with the bones. No, I, I like, like the, the fried bones. with the bones. Well, yeah. I love fried chicken. I think when you make them in a hungry man, they're not. I guess the like more chicken patty style thing lent itself the best to like okay this is in like a little foil tray and you heat it in the oven. That's a be- it's a better union the hungry man TV dinner with the breaded chicken patty than like yeah trying to manufacture some <laughs> like facsimile of actual yeah. fried chicken on the bone. But I, did, st- you, I still did, like it. Did you have those encore? trays of, of food 
Encore. You know what I'm talking about? Encore. The brand was called Encore. They still make them. I've like, seen them in the store fairly recently. Like family It size. may have been spelled weird. It may have been E-N-C-O-R-E, but it may have been like N, a big N-C-O-R-E right. or something even. I'm not... I feel like they did something cute with the spelling of their name, but I could be wrong. Or maybe there was no E. I don't know. It doesn't but, ring a bell, but if if they're is like, this a, like a giant tray for like if you are trying to feed a family of giants. Yeah, it's like in essence, kind of like the hungry man, except it's just the entree, and there's like six or maybe twelve of them in a tray, and you put it in. Well, maybe it's eight. I'm hungry not sure. Man there's a bunch of them. Oh really? I'm only yeah. familiar with Hungry Man as like the TV dinner entree. You know, you got your chicken, your little mashed, mashed potatoes, potato little corn, a green brownie. Beans. Right. And you got to take the brownie right. out like halfway through or something. Yeah. Right. Or uncover it halfway to something. Yeah. Yeah, but Hungry Man will just do. I'm pretty sure, but maybe it's the other one. There's another. It's not an off-brand TV dinner, but. Right. There's another Swanson. one, and they'll just do like, here's fucking 12 Salisbury steaks. Yes, that's in essence what I'm talking about. Yeah. Encore, I think, was like the cheapest version of that that exists. Hey, you got like to feed you know, those when big you're men buying, somehow. Exactly, exactly. I demand 12 Salisbury steaks, and <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be paying a lot for these Salisbury steaks. You got so. two seven-foot-tall teenage boys in your home? It's like, you gotta buy the Encore, like, 12 Salisbury right. steak flats. Yes, and I like those Salisbury steaks, but they also had one that was chicken parms. Oh, so it was the chicken patties good. with mm. cheese in, in the sauce already. That's pretty to heat good. heat that up. Yeah, those were my, my favorites, I think. I like that now, better. The, the, the Salisbury steaks were good because they had a certain kind of like fatty butteriness to yeah. them a little bit. Yeah. That like at first you didn't notice. You had to almost shove a whole one in your mouth at once and then <laughs> let the Me- fat kind of ooze out yeah. into the remaining space in your face. And it was like, oh, that's good. That's oh, yeah. Good. It, yeah, it's like a slickness. Oh, I can just get my fucking electric anal plug at the same time. <laughs> plug it into the wall, baby. Oh. <laughs> When the fat and the electricity hit simultaneously. Fuck yeah. Now, chicken parm question, if you can remember. You got your breaded, fried, breaded chicken patty. How? And then there's two more elements that go on top of that. Can you describe how those two elements were deployed? In what order? Okay. And and how? So... I, I, you may have broken up a tiny bit. I'm not sure. Okay. Or not. It's hard to tell, but you're asking what else went in, in addition to the chicken pieces. What else, but also. The cheese and the sauce, in essence. In what order were they deployed? Um, well, it was definitely a patty, a slice of cheese. And then sauce. The whole thing was in sauce. It was like a sauce. It's like you put the patties in. But I do think their patties were stacked too high, which seems a little weird to me. They were stacked one on top of another? Yeah. That's fucking bonkers. Maybe there wasn't cheese. Or maybe the cheese was in the breading. No, no, no. Come on, Like like It was like a piece of chicken, cheese, and then that whole thing wrapped in breading. Come on, bro. I'm only talking about this encore one. 
I know, I know. I'm almost positive they were stacked. It was like six of them and then another six on top to make like 12. Wait, wait, hang on. Yes, checks out. Yeah. But that's barely... Okay, fine. Who knows what encores? They gotta, you know, scale up and, you know... They're all about, like, numbers. It's a numbers mm-hmm. game for them. They can't worry about aesthetics or whatever. Now, if you were making a chicken parm or you go to a restaurant yeah. to get chicken parm or whatever, how would you deploy and in what order would you deploy cheese and sauce onto your now breaded and fried chicken patty. Oh, I I think I see where you're going with this, maybe. Okay. Because originally I was going to say, well, it's no doubt you put in the chicken patty, the cheese, and then the sauce. But now I'm realizing, well, no. Sometimes you put the chicken patty, the sauce, and then the cheese. I've seen it both ways. So if your question is, which way would I do it? That's my question, dude. I'm not sure. They both have their merits. I think I would go chicken. I guess it would depend. So there's two ways this gets done, right? Well, yeah, I think we could. In my mind. Confirmed. Just confirmed But I mean, there's more than just these two different pieces. Because in the one, there's like so much sauce. We're at 336 already. That's nice. Yeah. And the one, yeah, it's, it's swimming in sauce. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And if it's swimming in sauce, I think I want the cheese next to the chicken. Now, if it's like a chicken patty, you cut, you put just a little bit of sauce, like just on top of that, and then you put cheese on it, and then maybe the little sauce dribbles out to the side and stuff. That's good too. So there, so I just want to make note: there's a difference in how the sauce is deployed for these two methods. I don't think I would want the cheese on that would do sauce and then cheese if it was the like just swimming in a soup of sauce style but also i wouldn't want i don't think i would want them swimming in sauce period yeah unless it's the encore flat of a dozen yeah parm which pretty much they were just swimming in it like you just saw sauce and you had to like kind of dig in and oh i found the patty under here let me pull it out it's like holy shit covered in sauce there might be another one down there somewhere let me take another look you know and sometimes Mm -hmm. you find one and sometimes you don't yep right but that's a different that's not even that's sort of like a different thing you're right that's a different thing that's pizza hut pizza which isn't really pizza it's pizza like food yeah. So. so I guess my ultimate answer is I'm going to go sauce and then cheese. Okay, but you would deploy the sauce in a minimal amount and then... so Yeah. What, what may be a regular amount what, I don't for know you what, or for me. Cover but not the entire... This, it's, yeah, cover the whole thing or maybe not really the whole thing. Like the middle Cover the thirds. top and some, like leave a little bit of a border, tiny... Maybe it covers the entire top, but the sides of it, the sides, it never like covers all the whole thing, you know, just the top just and a little sometimes. bit of a border maybe. And, and maybe here and there, the sauce drips over. Sometimes you just want the top and a little drip over, a little drip exactly. over, I call it. A little drip over. So what I've come around to is, uh, 
Kind of like when you do lasagna, you you have your sauce and you lightly sauce like your casserole dish. Mm-hmm. Very, very lightly. Yeah. Not a lot. It's not swimming and you couldn't even like, like sponge bathe in this sauce probably. Not even enough for a sponge bath. Right. Yeah. Just to give it some protection between the glass and the chicken. Oop, there we are. Oh, there we go. Um, perfectly crispy, fried, breaded chicken cutlets. You don't want to fuck that breading up too much. So you put it in there with that little bit of sauce. You're already fucking up the bottom now by having it in that sauce. And then you're going to throw it in the oven for like 10 minutes to melt the other shit you put, the cheese, basically. Mm-hmm. Everything's cooked. You just need to melt the cheese. There's this overcooking that happens when, but whatever, that's a separate issue. I don't want to get into all of that. So you're fucking up. You worked hard to make these perfectly golden brown chicken cutlets. Now you're fucking up the bottom, but it's okay. It's okay. But what's not okay, at least to me, is to now go ahead and fuck up the top too by applying sauce directly onto the breading. So I put the cheese on the top now as a protective layer so I can maintain, because the cheese won't decrisp the cutlet as much as the sauce will, because it's fat, it's not right. water. And then I put like, I'll put them in a row and then I'll do like a ladle of sauce right down the middle of like all six of them in a row. You know, with the understanding, they're probably yeah. going to be served with spaghetti or something and there's yeah. going to be a bunch of sauce over there that if you need more sauce on your chicken parm cutlet you can do that but i'm not going to be the one to go and fuck up and like mush up my perfectly golden brown crust yeah no i hear you you don't want that mushy no and that was the thing with the encore trays the ones on top were still kind of crispy because they oh, weren't completely right. saturated like they had just a bare amount of them just right on the surface level with the sauce. Like, even the sauce gets a kind of a... Crispiness? Crispiness, like around the edges of the... Yeah, You know it's how there. I like my sauce. Crispy sauce, Crispy. man. It's good. But, yeah, that was always... And, you know, again, me being the man of dualities, I was always like, do I like the top ones that are a little more crispy or the bottom ones that are... Not crispy, but like they're so infused with the sauce yeah. even more. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's kind of like what, I'd be in a mood for one or the other. It would depend. They both had their virtues. I would have one. I would have them both. I would have, oh, I'm going to eat a top piece now and really enjoy how the topness of this piece. I'm going to have a bottom one and I'm really going to enjoy the bottomness of this one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I'm the same way with chicken wings. Like. Right. Like people are purists, like, no, they got to be fried. So it's like what, you bite into it and it's so crispy and crunchy, like it almost like shatters your brain. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. I love that. But also, like, I, I like some uh, slow cooker wings that kind of just fall off the bone. <laughs> yeah. Those are good, good too. too. <laughs> yep. All right. So <laughs> to answer your question, no, I do not have a stable surface for my butter in there. But the butter is now combined with all of the other dry ingredients. Okay. I, I think. So I'm going to open the freezer, but I'm going to have my hand at the ready. 
Gotcha. So it's all in there right now. It's as in we speak. there. It's all in there. Okay. Well, the wet ingredients are in the refrigerator. I didn't want gotcha. those frozen. And the other ingredient. The mystery ingredient. Okay, shit. Yeah. Okay. Great. Did not fall out. Um, this butter, I think... You know what? I'm going to give this butter... Let's, uh... Why don't you play a little mother deer, actually? Yes, let's get into the mother deer. This needs just a few more minutes, I think. All right, I'm going to play mother deer. I'm going to play the first approximately maybe two minutes of this song. All right. Does that oh. sound all right? Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. It'll kind of give... it. Th- uh, this song is kind of two songs in one. Well, yeah. So we need to kind of experience all of it. But I am going to stop around two minutes because that's before the first, what I'm going to call kind of psychedelic interlude starts. Mm, I so love we can kind of talk and then go back and talk about the opening here and then go into the interlude conversation. All right. So there's my plan for how we might break this down. I'm so into I'm gonna, it. I got to separate some ingredients. Over all right, here, you so. work on that and I'm going to play some Mother Deer track three. On Sticks is 1975 album Equinox. Here we go. those three songs i don't even know how to categorize them <laughs> there was very this is de- i think this is definitely the weirdest track on the album probably 
Hard to say. I'll see as we go. I think this is definitely weirder than Light Up or Lorelei. Yeah, it's definitely weirder than those two. We'll see as we go on if any of these other tracks might be weirder than this, but I don't think so. I mean, when you look at the track listing, I'm looking at it now and it's like, yeah, you're probably right. This is the weirdest one. But then you forget, like, what some of these other songs do. Yeah, they definitely, like, every song, and so this is something I said yesterday. I don't think it was in our recording. Okay. I think I said it maybe about, yeah, I can't remember where I said it. But, no, I guess I did say it when we talked about Light Up is when I said it. That they're always doing, like, one thing too many. Right. Right. You know, it's like, OK, this song is is weird and it's really like two songs. But then mm-hmm. they throw in some third thing also. <laughs> and that and was the like, walking wait, now you've just line. gone to it's just too much now, man. Whoa, too much, too much. Wasn't that the walking baseline <laughs> that put it over the top for you? Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah. Yeah. And light up. Yeah, that's what made me say. But this is even a better example. But, you know. Like, I, don't I don't know this, what this though. song is. I don't mind it. I don't it. mind it either. I don't mind it either. I mean, it is. Like, I just don't get it. Like, my other dear. Like, it's just so, like, relentless. Like, it is. It's, it's got that staccato. Yeah, it's like, it's never ending staccato. The entire <laughs> vocal part is staccato from beginning to end. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's like, what? And what is with, wow. like, the very beginning, the little, like, keyboard fugue state? Yes. It's like the Dennis very, uh, recorded it or something. It's like, hey, guys, I got this thing. And JY's like, oh, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, and Kurlusky's trying to keep the peace, probably, and he's like, all right, man, why don't we just, uh, you know, we'll just put it on the beginning of Mother Deer. And then kind yeah. of fade it out, and then we'll fade the actual song in. Does that make you happy, you motherfucker? <laughs> you know? Right. But even the regular song, quote-unquote, is not really something I think JY would be particularly into. It does no. have that, that the rock and roll part of the intro. So it starts with what I'm going to call the insane keyboard intro, <laughs> right. which is like... I mean, a lot of these keyboards, I guess it's the time period also, it's very much... Like, if you took all of the drums... And guitars and bass and vocals out of this, and it was just the keyboard parts. It would sound like a uh, a um, Raffi a, album, a, a, a soundtrack. No, to that guy that was a popular filmmaker, one of the greats. What's yeah, his name? Raffi. Raffi. Yeah, he did the uh, Tommy the haunted hotel and the uh, big long trip into space. Zardoz. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it would be like the soundtrack. It, it would be like the soundtrack to Zardoz, in essence. To a, yes. a John Kubrick film. Exactly. John Kubrick, <laughs> maker of The Exorcist. Yes. It would be like that. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd go see that movie. Hell yeah. I mean, I think someone needs to isolate these keyboard tracks and use it as a, you know, fun then use that as the basis, then find some other visuals, put it in there, be fucking cult classic. It's like when you listen to those, like, isolated vocal tracks from, like, Under Pressure, where it's like Freddie Mercury and David Bowie going back and forth with their little, like, mini strokes happening. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But you don't really notice it when you're listening to the song so much. 
Yeah. But when they're by themselves, it's like, oh, what the, what, 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 uh, what were you fucking thinking? <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking it was more like, kind of like when you play uh, Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon together. Get yeah, but, the isolated keyboard right. tracks and find just the right episode of A-Team or Knight Rider to match <laughs> with it. And it would be like, oh, this is... It'd be a stoner classic for the ages. Why not T.J. Hooker? Or, T- yeah, T.J. Hooker might be even better. You know, I've been looking at a lot of TV shows from, like, the 70s and 80s. Like, ones that I've never heard of. Like, you can go on YouTube, and it's great. Go on, you can just find, like, oh, here's 20 minutes. It's every intro to every TV show that was on ABC in 1981. Oh, my God. And it just goes through them all. And it's just like all these forgotten things or things that like jiggle the memory a little bit. Like, oh, wait a minute. I actually remember seeing that. Wouldn't that only be like six shows, though? No, because there's like three a night and there's like seven nights. I thought some and of the each nights intro were was about. No, no, they're never reruns. Time. Okay, all right. They're, I mean, some nights may have reruns, so like for some weeks, you know, eight o'clock is the A team, and then some weeks, eight o'clock, the A team would be a rerun. Now, granted, some shows like there might be Monday Night Football, so that you know, or you know, Sunday might have like the Sunday movie of the week. So like, right, wasn't that, that a, intro wasn't takes that a up two hours. Fucking kick in the goddamn nuts. Of us that the nuts haven't even fallen down or dropped yet when it's like, all right, A team's coming on and it's a fucking rerun. Yeah. And you're like, my entire week is ruined. Is it going to be a rerun next week, too? Well, see, I was always very proactive about that. I was so obsessive. I knew. TV guide, okay. I'd have that TV guide, or, you know, I would know because at the end of uh, A team, they would say next week on a team and then show a little thing. And so I'm already primed. Okay. You know, and sometimes it would say next week on a team and it would just be, you. okay. They'd show the little preview for the rerun app. Sometimes some shows would not do that next week on whatever, because if next week was a rerun. So I know, did they say next week on or not? Like I was tuned into this, these patterns, even as like a very young, young child, I was just like, boom, I mean, there. I obsessively read TV Guide, but, like, I wasn't tuned into the patterns like that yeah. as much. Yeah. Like, I, I feel mean, like I definitely If it was, like, think... a super important show to me, I think I would know. But sometimes there was just kind of mindless shit. Like, it's Tuesday. I guess we put on whatever, fucking Doogie Howser or Murphy Brown or something. And, like, yeah. I'm not obsessively reading about Murphy Brown, you know? But right, I'll watch right. it if it's on. Sure. I mean, you you had you had to watch whatever was on. You had yeah. to pick something out of like the three networks. You didn't have a choice. Like, well, you had three choices. That's it. Yeah. There's you had only three, so four many. if you count PBS. <laughs> well, we didn't Which get sometimes PBS. I would go to. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to watch Nova. They're doing a thing on stars exploding. Okay, I'm into that. I'll yeah, watch that. We didn't have it. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. And there you go. And it's like there's only ten thousand possible combinations on the fucking lock once that's solved like what else am i gonna do it's too dark to play basketball yeah there's not fuck else is there i didn't get my nintendo yet so what the fuck gonna watch 30 something i guess we're watching 30 something lewis 
30-something. Boy, they seemed old. <laughs> I know, really. Some of them didn't even have kids yet. That was like their big struggle. Like, are we going to have kids? I think it was like some of the 30-somethings had kids and some didn't. And it was like the whole like, well, we're like parents now. We can't go do coke at like 2 a.m. with you every night. That was kind of all like, conflict. dude, our friends are so lame. What are we going to do? Right, right. Like that, that, that old chestnut of a, a thing. Yeah, that's a story as old as time. Yeah, right there. All right, I'm shredding the final third of this stick of butter. All right. Just because I'm not sure Very how good. much spilled out on the floor and in the freezer, so I'm just guessing here. And it's just baking, guess. so I think you just kind of wing it. Yeah. I think with the amount discovered? of butter, I think you're free to wing it. I think so. It's like when you start putting acid and stuff in there. You got to be careful. Yeah. For or, sure. Or baking powders and sodas and cocaine. You don't want to overdo so, it. Exactly. So, Mother Dear. Yeah. Weird song. Again, it's keeping up this rock opera feel. That track one had big time. Track two had also, but maybe a more traditional rock opera. I don't know what I'm even talking about at this no, point. I, it had I, the I rocking elements to it. I, no, track one was like the overture in the rock opera. Track two is when the rock opera really starts to rock out, but still a rock opera. Track three is like more rock opera than even rock opera. Yes, they went to plaid with it. <laughs> I don't know plaid. what the fuck's going on exactly yeah. exactly and all of a sudden you know fuck i guess those mushrooms weren't shit after all <laughs> exactly exactly um so here i'm going to because i did stop it at the what i'm going to call the 70s psychedelic interlude yeah you were going to give us piece. uh like the third part of this, or what, even though I would claim there's already yeah. three parts, but there's another there could change be three parts. Here. Okay. But well, there's this, I mean, and listening to it again for like maybe the fifth or sixth time right uh, now, uh -huh. I was realizing this is definitely foreshadowed previously, but this is where it goes on. Yeah. It goes kind of from the weird, what I'm going to call the chorus, for lack of a better word. It's really hard to label the parts of this song <laughs> into kind of a bridge part, which is kind of like a traditional 70s psychedelic kind of interlude i would call it so i'm just gonna play it and then well, we'll when you when you it. say yeah. it was foreshadowed you you mean it was foreshadowed in this song yeah musically okay. it was okay. foreshadowed all right here
of went a little long on that one, but so how that was foreshadowed. The yes, little whale song, like the, yes, because the little drums. Oh, right. that happened earlier in the song. Even though there was more like guitar and more stuff happening, that happened earlier. I mean, John Panazzo was putting the work in on this album. It's like yeah. he was super. What are those sixteenth notes? Uh, man, you're speaking a mathematical language that I, it's just not, I'm not plugged into there. You, yeah, thirty seconds, sixty fourths. I don't know. You had a Euclidean geometry science project in like second grade. You can't. Yeah, but when it comes to rhythm, note is. I know what it is. Right, you know but when it comes to picking it. out a time signature. I really struggle with that because I'm so musically disadvantaged. Well, so am I. I don't know shit. I don't even think this is... I'm not even talking about a time signature. I'm just talking right, about... Right, you're just like, talking about... How many notes well, is he playing? I would need to know how many beats there are in a measure and then how many actual time he's hitting that drum to make it make sense. Yeah, see, there you go. You know shit. Yeah, but I'm saying I can't identify how many beats per measure there are how long a measure is in this part is there even a time signature how many time signatures does this song have is it all the same what about the whale song part yeah i don't know is it the dude listening to like sitting in his tub smoking the last of his J with his candles listening to some whale song see i think this is more like the middle schooler that succumbed to peer pressure and took a little puff of the old reefer in the alleyway. And then everything starts to kind of go like Dutch angle and like wide angle lens. Hey, Johnny, you okay? Right. <laughs> like, oh, I think like, that's yeah. perfect. That's perfect. That's exactly what that is. This would be great <laughs> for that. Yeah. This would just slide right in there, man. Yeah. All right. So. Got some frozen butter. I gotta get this shit in the oven. Oh, we're already loading it up in the oven. Well, no, 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 no. I have to combine the dry ingredients with the wet ingredients. Okay. I'm just saying I have to get it in the, I don't wanna, we're almost halfway through this album. Yes. Did I put the egg How? in there? That's what I wanna know. Poof. I can't help you with that one there. Shit, man. There must be an egg in the, like an eggshell in the trash. I wonder if any listeners out there can help us. Did anyone hear an egg crack in the background of uh, an Lorelei? Egg. An egg, you said. An egg. No, you said egg, though. Egg. 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 See, see, now, I promise I wash my hands a lot. You make a couple extra eggy scones, worst case scenario, right? Yeah, well, they don't... What happens if you double the eggs in your scone recipe? I have no idea. I'm not, again, like 16th notes, time signatures, 5-7th time, two eggs in a scone, double the egg. I think uh, it might get a little fluffier. Might not bad it would almost turn it from like a scone into, into a more like a cake? muffin yeah or cake. a muffiny cake thing well you know worst case scenario you got some delicious cake 
rather yeah. than a scone or a hybrid. So the nice thing about the scones is they shrink wrap well. Yeah. So I can I nail them to you. Yeah. Well, what happened if you put no egg in the scone? It would just be like some flat and weird, hard, dense. Yeah, like one centimeter. I'm. I don't, sorry. I don't want to get into the heights of things. Right. Let's it, not. You know, just. It would be very. It would just be flat and not great, probably. So should okay. So I think you want to air, and you probably moved far beyond me at this point. But I think logic dictates you err on the side of an extra egg. Extra egg, yeah, I think so. So Fuck. I'm trying to like whisk we... this and see if like maybe if I whisk it, I c I'll be able to tell. You know, I could measure the volume of this liquid because I know how. But does much... that actually work? Yes, with an egg. I don't know. Well, yeah, because it, you're still putting more volume in there. Like if I well, pour like, this into a measuring cup, I know how much of the other wet ingredients I put in here. And if it's short by like a, between an eighth and a quarter of a cup or something, I'll know that there's no. Yeah, egg. I guess you're just looking for something being added. Because I was going to say, like, did you ever do that like science experiment as a kid? Where you take like a cup of water and a cup of alcohol and mix them together. And instead of making two cups, it makes like a cup and a third. No. Because the molecular structures are such that like the alcohol molecules kind of go in between the water molecules. So like even though you have two cups of liquid, when you mix them, you have less than two cups. I, first you just, of in all, essence, have something that's more dense. First of all, I fucking hate that. Second of all, we weren't allowed to even say the word alcohol. Right. In my family or my school or my church or on the bus or at basketball practice or in our minds. So, no. So, no, then, you never did that. <laughs> no, we didn't do that. Um... So you yeah. know where I first saw that? I saw that on 321 Contact on PBS. People so maybe would, if you snuck a little science programming on public broadcasting. I didn't get one, PBS. Everybody would that's talk. That's right. There you go. Andy Ziegenfuss would be like, around. oh, I watched 321. Everybody would be singing the song. I don't even know the song. I know there right. is a song and it's people know it. And it's like, uh, I didn't know what it was. Never seen it. Well, you, you, your, your family had to move out. Where PBS did not reach. Otherwise, yeah. you would have. They would have televised this alcohol experiment. Yeah, you can't have that. It's like, Dad, right. I need some alcohol, man. Slap. <laughs> that shit'll kill you. Slap. Nah, not any slapping going on. It was just. Uh, yeah, he grew up in a household that was not great right. when it came to that. So. Right. Right. Very taboo subject. But that resulted in me never having seen 321 Contact. Right. Which, that so, seems pretty innocuous. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I had the Bloodhound Gang at the end. That was always the part you waited for. The band? Mm, well, no, not the band. This was before the band. I was I, the say, band that's named little... themselves after this. Because aren't they were but a that little, That would be like... weird if, like, at the end of you watched the water and alcohol... 
alcohol mixed together, and they're like, ladies, and it was like all of a sudden the end of Twin Peaks. It was like, ladies and gentlemen, the Bloodhound, the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm and like, all like, right. No wonder. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. So let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. And I'm and like, like, no, no right, wonder cool. I wasn't allowed to watch this program. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't the band, the Bloodhound Gang. No, it was like a pack of wild dogs. Yeah, exactly. Who could sing Mm -hmm. and solved crimes, potentially. Yeah, because they were dogs that could sniff things out. That's what they do. They're Mm -hmm. bred for it. So all these other kids at school were all in a three-to-one contact. You were kind of left out. I bet you kind of felt like a, a lonely child. Very much so. Yeah. Perfect segue here. I need some into track four. Some musical lonely child. Well, maybe Dennis DeYoung can deliver that in this next song. Okay, let's find out. Okay. I gotta pause it right there. I mean, they're doing another. What a bombastic intro. opening! It's great. They really fucking. We're still in major synth land, and I love it. But All I mean, right, let's see what this song. Every yeah. song so far has had this like, like A zero part. You know, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, A B A. But they have like an A zero. Haven't yes. all four now have? have that I can't say for sure to some degree yes yes no for sure they all have they all start yes they all start with this kind of synth bombastic or synth maybe not all bombastic but definitely these synth synth flourishing openings which again talking about this album being the album where they really became the sticks that I know and love like that's a key ingredient to sticks as we go forward, I believe. Yes. All right. So, Lonely Child. Let's hear what this song does right. next after I'm that. Go get an egg. Bombastic opening. Will you get an egg?
right. So, <laughs> when you see a song called Lonely Child. Yeah. Do you expect the song to be about how Dennis DeYoung wants to have sex with the titular Lonely Child? No, you would think it would be that more fatherly. That took me by surprise. Like you want to save them or they're in some danger. <laughs> right. Yeah, you want to comfort them in a fatherly way. Exactly. Well, yeah. No, um, but, you know, I mean... Wait till the next I'm album. Gonna... <laughs> oh, really? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, we had the Grove of England team. We sure fucking did. Which, again, wasn't quite so uh, pedo, but I feel like there is some kind of classical way to, like, refer to a young woman as a child. Yeah, without, like, putting a number on it, for instance. Right. Yes. Right. Let's wait till the next album. You're just a young woman. Oh, you silly child. It's, again, it's it's partly just the long history of sexism and demeaning women. Yes. Right? They're kind of childlike for their whole life. Right. In in this kind of, like, medieval attitude. I can fix you. Which still brings the Englantine aspect to it, you know. With my penis. (sighs) But it's still like a... Yeah. Yeah, it's... um, Now... All that aside, as we were just listening to that, I fucking love this song. I fucking love this song. I mean, I like it. It's, I mean, it still has that musical vibe that I cling to. Yeah. And it has that intro, and that it's fucking got, bombastic intro. Of course. And it's got like, and I'm not sure if this was Kurlowski or JY, but one of them has these... Little, like, they're not bridges, but it's because they're smaller than that. They're yeah. just like mini guitar bridges where it's like, jan, 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 and whether that's Kurlowski or JY doing the like rhythm guitar, but then they'll go, glunk, glunk, and just to hit the next part, they do that mm-hmm. little, that little, like, we're gonna get there by going, I just love that. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. I love the guitar sound that well, they finally they, discovered. Yeah. I stopped it right as the guitar started wailing in that guitar solo, too. That's all right. That's all right. Go listen to it. I love the guitar solos in yeah. this. Yeah. Well, you want to play a little bit of the guitar solo? Well, should I? Do you yeah, think why we not? should yeah, play, play a little, a little more? Bit we already played like... All right. No, fuck it. They no, should, we'll they should it. go listen to it. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You go listen to it. Go listen to it. The guitars wail. You heard it start to wail a little bit before I cut it off. Yeah, go listen to this. This one time you want to go full wail. Speaking go full of whales <laughs> with the lonely child. Oh yes. <laughs> Speaking of whales, though, Dennis really discovered the whale sound setting on his Wurlitzer. Yes, he definitely Didn't did. He? This Fuck. is, yeah, for sure. It does definitely make me want to get into my bath. Play some of this album. Yeah, it's like when you first discover when you're starting out, like doing graphic design, and you learn how to put a drop shadow on shit. Yes. <laughs> then everything's yep. got fucking drop shadows. Sometimes it's way out there. Sometimes it's really soft. Sometimes it's really tight around the edges. And it's like, yeah, fucking drop shadows, man. All right. 
right. So I'm how just, are the scones coming well, at this point? Well, I'm looking at the dry mixture here, and I got so much shaved butter in there now, and I put, I did whisk the extra egg in here. I, I feel like I had an egg in here already. And, um, but I don't want to start freelancing too much, so I'm just going to keep right. it what it is. And uh, I just, is it frozen? No, it's not frozen. And now I'm going to combine them. And uh, that's good. Once I combine them, then we have to refrigerate again before I put them in the oven. So that'll give us some time to focus on okay. the music. So I'm going to start combining now. All right. The wet and the dry. Drizzle should, should... over the flour mixture. Add the add-ins, then mix together until everything appears moistened. Maybe this right. next song looking for the will appearance allow me of moist <laughs> to appear moistened. Yeah, just you know, let's go for a little midnight ride while you're drizzling that sauce. Well, after that lonely child, you know what you got to do. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> taking the ride. fuck out of there and taking that midnight ride because those cops are after you. <laughs> Yeah, not nice. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Midnight ride. Midnight Ride. What do you think of this one, Adam? I'm kind of curious. Okay. Well. Because this is a departure so far. Yes. And there's a reason for that. This is a JY song. He's yes, like, this I've is definitely enough. a JY special. I need my time, guys. And they're like, yes. okay. We had Light Up, Lorelei, <laughs> Mother Dear. <laughs> <laughs> Lonely child, and he got to do a little noodling yes. on that. Great. But he's like, come on, you fucks. I need one. And they were kind of like, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. When you're yeah. right, you're right. You have one. And this is what he came up with. And it's very much in the, in the vein of, like, Southern Woman or... Uh, uh I can't even think. It's a Southern Woman is the one that really comes to mind. As like Southern Woman was a song JY did on the other album, right? A previous one. That yeah, Do that I have was that right? uh, Sticks Two, I think. Okay, I don't fucking remember yeah. now because it's like I try to block them out of my mind because when JY gets the reins, it's like yeah, I like JY as a seasoning over top of things sometimes, right. but I I don't want. To eat it like a here's a piece of JY on a plate. Here's your knife right. and fork. Eat it. 
No, thank it's you. like it's like those like hot pepper flakes you put on your pizza sometimes, yeah. you know, at a pizzeria. Yeah. Sprinkle that on the pizza. Don't yeah. give me a whole bowl of just that with a spoon in it and be like, here you go. Eat right. up. Right. No, thank you. Yeah, no. And, and then you Here's get a, a bowl of cumin. A bowl of cumin. And then like, we'll allow you to season it with one eighth of a teaspoon <laughs> of finely minced meat, uh, right. you know, a dash of salt. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's, I think we got the proportions all out of whack here. Yes. So having said that, this is a JY special, but it's a JY special on Equinox. And like, it has a little more, <laughs> and I can't believe I'm saying this, mm-hmm. but it has a little more sophistication than the JY specials of albums past. That I, I, I'd have to go back and listen more carefully to the past ones and this one to maybe really get what you're saying. But I can easily imagine that. I mean, my thoughts on this. So one, you're right. It's a JY spe- special, which just like you say, I don't like it as a main course. No. I kind of find it kind of boring rather yes. than, you know, you with sticks, you need the prog rock kind yes. of stuff to it. But at the same time, what strikes me about this is it still sounds to me like it's from a musical, but completely different. It's from more like a traditional musical where they decide to have like a rock song in it. I'm wondering if you've ever seen a musical. Well, it's it sounds to me like okay, here's here's your traditional music. Now the bad guy character comes out or something, and they're like, oh yeah, I know. Instead of we're gonna use like an electric guitar and do some like blues riffs on, it's gonna be like ding 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 ding. He's got bad guy's gonna come out. It's gonna be like you're talking about like a movie, like I'm a the film. Bad guy. I'm the bad guy of the story. Look at me, I'm smoking a cigarette. Boo, flicking the cigarette butt at you. Ho ho. Like that's what it. Feel, it still feels like like you have sold me. Like, no, you have sold me. I'm <laughs> yeah, on board now. Yes, feel like actual classic rock. It feels like a weird musical trying to do a facsimile of it. But if that makes any sense. It does, but this isn't <laughs> classic rock. Yes, uh, it, it, I don't know what. Maybe classic rock's not the right word for it. Or he- maybe it sounds like metal. they're trying to do that. I don't no, know. No, JY's trying to do heavy metal. Or, yeah, or well, that at, didn't at the come very out least, at all. Hard rock. Yes, it's like hard, but there's like hard classic rock, and this is like like a hard blues rock kind of a thing. There's definitely a heavy blues element to it. Uh, I feel. I guess. <laughs> but it's not. I mean, it's not good. No. Ultimately, I'm not trying to make the argument that it's good, but I'm ju- I'm just saying it is weird that even in this song they can't escape that musical feeling to it. It's a good it's feeling. It's a musical feeling. <laughs> yes. There but, you go. but you know what? You say it's bad, but you know why it feels that way? It's because of Dennis. Right. And that's also, like, Dennis is what you like. Without Dennis, yes. there isn't the sticks that we know and love. So he is the problem and the solution. That's exactly right. I mean, you should go listen to some of J- <laughs> some of now, right? Is the operative term here? Some of JY's solo albums. I, out of morbid curiosity, <laughs> will do that eventually. One of them is called, and this 
you know, you will just, you'll be vindicated with your description. One of them is called Raised by Wolves. There you go. Flicking yep. the cigarette butt. And the other one is called City Slicker. City, city what? City Slicker. City Slicker. Well. That, and that's perfect. Your description that is, is perfect. That is perfectly it. Yeah. All I'm saying. It's perfect. Spot on. And when, and this is part of the thing. It's like when I go and look at the track listing for this album and I, I, I go down, it's like somehow Midnight Ride and the next one, but I think the next one, not as much. Midnight Ride and just the feeling I get when I look at the title, when I listen to it, taints all of the rest of the album for me. Except for one song, which we haven't gotten to yet. But it, it kind of taints it until I actually listen to the rest of the songs and I'm like, hey, this is fucking good. Yeah. Like, if you're into this kind of thing. This mm -hmm. is good. You know, if you're considering Styx's entire catalog, it's like, hey, this shit's pretty good. But then Midnight Ride comes along and kind of takes a steaming dump on the whole album. Yeah. It's like... I mean, a lot of albums have that. They have that weird track in the middle where you're just like... But usually it's the last track. Usually it's the last track of on side the first one. Side, yeah. The first track of side two or the next to the last track of side two. I feel right. like it right. always is most likely is in one of those positions. And yes. I'm guessing this is track maybe this was the first track. But then again, the last track's long, so this could have been the last track of side one or the first of side two. I don't know. But I think it's the first of side two. Yeah. It, it fits that. And it's just like, yeah. And we got to throw the guy a bone, you know? Dennis was throwing the lonely child a bone in the last one. Now we got to throw JY a bone. I mean, I would say if I was listening to this album, or when I am listening to this album, oh, I'm trying to say, what are the chances that I skip this track every, like when it comes on? I don't think I would skip it like every time, but would I skip it 90% of the time? Maybe just 50%, it's hard to say. Somewhere in there, between 50 and 90, which I know is a big range. That range so how, sounds about right. So how, how's the scones coming? I had to go get more liquid, they're looking a little dry. Okay. So I went up and got some more heavy whipping cream. I don't have all the comforts of home down here in the baking layer. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, but that, that range sounds about right for skipping this track. Yeah. And that's, the stink of it permeates the entire album to me. Just knowing that it's here, yeah. I, know, I know it's out there. And it's like, then like, if I was hanging around and I wanted to listen to some sticks, eh, maybe I wouldn't put this one on. Be like, Man of Miracles, fuck no. Equinox, no. And I'd, I'd just put Grand Illusion on again. Yeah. Well, that, I feel, is probably up there with their pinnacle. I mean, I do, I'm somewhat familiar. But this is definitely worth listening, like... I as agree. much as the other albums, like you could kind of hear sticks in there, kind of. 
this is the true like um what is it like like embryonic sticks the other is like before that's like stick zygote right and this is like full-on embryonic sticks in and you're really there at this point it's definitely sticks and you know it is sticks yes undeniably sticks but you listen to a song like a day from sticks too it's like that doesn't sound like sticks no and the, that's the other thing. I'm just like, saying no, even though I don't remember what that song I know. Was. I, I was just going to let you have that. <laughs> um, there's a pretty undeniable and indisputable, like, four-album range of classic Sticks, Like, the best run of Sticks albums that only fools will try to argue with. I've been one of those fools because I love Serpent is Rising. <laughs> mm-hmm. Worst album of all time, according to Dennis, right? I love that album. I love Sticks 2. I love Sticks 1. They're very listenable. I, I'll give them that. But, but in a completely different way than this is. Yes. And there, there's a four-album run that Sticks had. It's like, here is the Sticks that people know. Outside of like a handful of tracks, Lady, uh, one we haven't gotten to on this album yet, uh, and one from the next album. But we're not even in that four album span yet. This album is not in that. The next album is not in that. It's kind of like Pink Floyd has their four album run. Dark Side, Wish You Were Mm -hmm. Here, Animals, The Wall. That's it. That is... That's, that's it. Pinnacle of their catalog. And people try to put metal or like <laughs> Piper at the Gates of Dawn or some shit. And it's like, no, no. Shut up. It's these four. That's it. You, go ahead and listen to the other ones. There's good shit. Sure. But these are the four. And we're still... These are the canon. It's the canon. And we are not... We're still an album away before we even get to the canon. And meaning, in, meaning, the next album is, is the canon, or is there's not. A, no, is not in the canon. So, so we have to do another album till we get to the canon. Gotcha. Correct. And Equinox that we're listening to now doesn't even feature Tommy Shaw. Very true. Very true. The next album does though. Correct. Yes. This is the yeah. So we'll see how that how he mixes it up, how he spices up the stew, so to speak, in our next step. Yeah. Now, he went on tour with them in support of Equinox. Right. Because Kuroleski was backing out then, had to spend time with his family. <laughs> he was like, lonely child, be my it's lover. Like, and bullshit. he was like, no, I'm out. I just made an album and it had the song Midnight Ride on it. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Kuroleski, out. Mic drop. <laughs> All righty. Should we go on to track six? Let's do it. It's now the right time. So this is Born for Adventure, track six on Equinox. I will say this track, and I'm curious to see, I'm going to say this. I don't know if this is going to be like a Zardoz excellent filmmaking where you make me eat my words or something. But oh, boy. I feel like the, the, <laughs> the opening of this song, I really love. 
it kind of matches the best of the rock and the best of the Broadway, like all mixed together in a good way. This opening. Okay. But even saying that, I feel like you've opened um, yourself up to ridicule. Yes. Okay. And I'm going to listen to it again now and be like, why the fuck did I say that? I should have listened to it first and then decided if I wanted to say that. But but you I'll have listened it to there. it. You have listened to it. I mean, I it. have listened to it, but and, and these were my thoughts, but I'm just afraid listening to it again. I'll be like, yeah, I was. Anyway, well, I think Midnight Ride is in my mind and I'm like, oh, is this another Midnight Ride? And right. I didn't. But you, you, I you didn't know, fully I liked, vet I liked it, I liked the perhaps. intro at least. Okay. And, you know, overall, I do... Well, let's just listen to the intro and more of it, and then we'll get into more of this. All okay. right. Here okay. we go. Born for Adventure. What a title. Great title. You know, with that title, it feels like you're going on a midnight ride when you're born for adventure, I will say. Maybe this should have come first. Maybe. Here we go. we get into the singing part what that really reminds me of what we just heard is like a full-on like interpretation of a song from like a boss battle from a nintendo game like ninja gaiden you know what i'm saying (laughs) maybe you don't hear i don't know It's like, Ryu, you killed my brother. I'm going to get you. I don't know. I just hear it so steadily there. And, you know, I grew up on those games, so maybe that's why I responded to this. But, you know, it has that crazy bass riff going on. Something. I do love the bass riff. Because... Again, maybe it's just the stink of Midnight Ride, but I look at this song, maybe it's because it comes right after Midnight Ride. And uh, I just feel like this is just Midnight Ride 2. And I'm saying when I look at the track listing. Yeah. Not when I listen to the song. It definitely has some components, but I feel like it mixes... Like, again, you like the bass riff, so do I. So that's yeah. how it starts. And yeah. I think the ba- it's a good, heavy bass riff. It's pretty. I'm not expecting it from Sticks, something so heavy. Right. And then when the guitars come in, these Ninja Gaiden guitars, <laughs> it does... Okay, so that that's kind of silly in a way, mm-hmm. but it's also... It is that, like, Broadway. Like, here's, like, the pageantry of the villain coming out. Like, it makes me feel that. Again, I could see watching this musical... And seeing this. So it's like, oh, okay, this musical part. But it has this heavy part to it that's actually working. It's not just like a shitty heavy part where they're like, yeah, let's make it heavy. Like, it was it was good. I don't know. So it's mixing really well, at least in this intro so far, I think, 
the the best of actual rock and roll and the best maybe not the best of the Broadway style but it's mixing rock and roll and the rock opera style very effectively All right. I think I'm with you that's that's where I'm at with this so should we go back and hear some of the the verse here yeah It keeps going. I mean, it's definitely part of the rock opera of Equinox, I think. But it effectively melds the heavy, the hard rock parts to it. Unlike him just being like, well, let's do a rock opera part and then a heavy metal part and just have them be two separate parts. They they, They actually merged them here. They reached some new... Well, Some they, new uh, understanding here in this song, I feel. Because <laughs> they, they kept J.Y. in check. They, like, let yeah. him do his thing, but not, like, it's not only his thing. Right. Because he, he's a great guitar player, but, like, you can't just let him go. He must be yeah. monitored like a child who wanders into the room with a guitar in his hand. <laughs> and it's like, sir, sir. It's not how we do things around here. Go make your right, solo yeah. albums if you want to do that shit. Yeah, I feel like this song, because it kind of rocks, it's the easiest to just listen to. Even if you're just listening to this stuff, let's say, ironically, you're like at the phase where I was at like five, ten years ago. Yeah. But then... It's also the easiest to end up liking it for real from there, I feel. I feel like it's really? almost a gateway. For some people, it could be a gateway. This song, I guess. Be- Born for Adventure. Are we still talking about <laughs> Born for Adventure? I am. I mean, maybe I'm way off on that. I don't know. I realize there's holes in what I'm saying also. I guess it just comes down to what I said. It's the melding of the two worlds, and it's the only time I think it really happens effectively. In this album. Like, it's not that there's other songs that aren't better because they were just from one world. But this one, actually, they managed to effectively meld the two worlds. And granted, it's fucking weird. Like, they're singing about how he's born for adventure and he's gone to the castle and all the king's horses are, like... Well, right. Like, it's this total prog rock, like... I don't know, medieval adventure, I guess. I haven't really yeah, you gotta studied have all the, the lyrics. But. Medieval, like knights and fantasy element and yeah this isn't the only time they do that no um, for sure and that's a staple of like prog rock isn't right, it right exactly so 
It's the kind okay. of thing that doesn't really age, didn't really age too well. No, not at all. But here you are saying like this is your gateway to sticks. <laughs> well, like, you know, I like it's the clearest. You have to understand. I like musicals. I you don't. don't like musicals. <laughs> I don't at all. So there's a and you keep going on. on you about, like sticks, and I didn't like sticks. Okay, but I don't and like sticks that much anymore. And now you do. Yeah, sorta. So that's where it all comes down to. Yeah, it's balance. One side goes up, the other side goes down. Like Born for Adventure, I can very easily. So in a lot of these songs, I guess I'm just describing what it evokes for me, like a feeling or a visual or connecting to something. Like it's fine. this one, I imagine like Will Ferrell movie. Like he's dressed up in some ridiculous night outfit. Like, you know, going through the forest, coming across the castle, battling someone. He's born for adventure. And this is like, you know, he's singing this song as he's doing it. Like, which again, it's, I guess, again, like, and it, but it's, it's, you like it ironically because it's dumb. But then you're like, actually, it's kind of fucking hilarious and awesome. And then all of a sudden you end up actually kind of liking it because... Yeah, I don't know. Now, now this Will Ferrell movie, we'll we'll call it Born for Adventure, for lack of a yes. better term. Right. It's it's a ridiculous Will Ferrell movie, right? But then this right. scene is like, he actually kind of kicks everybody's fucking ass for a little yes. while. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I I love that movie. Where can I see it? I'll pay fifteen dollars. And we gotta connect with Will Ferrell's people. <laughs> we have a project to pitch him. It's I can called see Born it, man. for Adventure. It would be so ridiculous, but then, you know, those movies, it makes the ridiculousness even better when you have a legit, like, holy fuck action, like, kick-ass action scene, you know? Yeah. But it's also ridiculous because this is the music that's playing. <laughs> yes, of course. And even possibly Will Ferrell is actually, like, lip-syncing, like, singing these lyrics as he's, like, doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like... Limbs are ridiculously flying off of people, like 30 feet into the right. sky, you know, as exactly. he's like sorting them. Because he finally got his mojo, like he got yeah. his magic sword or whatever, and he's ready to <laughs> kick ass. And it was like, it's not the sword, man. It's been in you the whole time. Is that Keanu Reeves? Did Keanu Reeves show up at the end there? I think he does. He makes a cameo. Keanu loves making those cameos he in does. these like wackadoodle comedies. <laughs> I, I just can't believe this is where we are. Born for adventure. And you fucking love it. I I love it. In its way. Well, you don't have to qualify it anymore, I think. You're yeah. out there. You're on record now. I'm out there. I've come out in, in favor <laughs> of Born for Adventure. <laughs> because as a Will Ferrell project, it's fucking awesome. It is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, um, chilling. The dough has to chill down now. It's chilled down. Uh, it was very sticky. So I don't know. <laughs> but that's, so is it is it chilled down or does it's it chilling down now? It's chilling had, down I now. Mixed them. I had to form it into a ball. I had to go up and get more flour because it was too sticky. I added more flour so I could work it a little bit. You don't want to work it too much. That's why you have frozen butter. And now it's in the fridge, chilling down. Uh, then it's uh -huh. going to go in the oven. 
Very good. So how long does it chill down for about? 15 minutes. It's been in for five. Ten more minutes. All right. Ten more minutes. Not bad. Not bad. Then it's got to cook for 25 minutes, probably. Maybe 20 minutes. All right. We don't have to stay on the line while it cooks, though. I think if we get it into the oven. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. We get it into we'll the oven. We'll see how it goes. We'll it depends it goes. on how much we got to say about these next two tracks, I There's guess. only two tracks left, so I don't want to belabor yeah. it with, like, staring yeah. at the oven. That does not yeah. great radio. And, and the, ne- the next track and the next track is kind of a shorty. It's really almost like an uh, intro to the to the track to the last track you may even call it a prelude perhaps yeah played on a 12 string guitar you know what holy shit (laughs) i am dumb so there it is fuck let's just put those together what do you got prelude 12 prelude 12 track seven should i fire it up fire it up right in the next track there at the end well yeah you kind of fucked it up you weren't supposed to well i figured we're going by track by track so that was track seven yeah but you shouldn't have let the other one come in there no i'll I'll rewind we'll do it again maybe (laughs) it's yeah i don't know i feel like i'm just you know i'm i'm i am a, a prisoner of the hobgoblin of consistency right now we go track by track you're saying I just played the whole track. First couple of notes were part of Prelude Twelve. At the end, <clears throat> the first couple of notes at the end where it went into Sweet Madam Blue, track eight. Right. You didn't stop it before it went into Sweet Madam Blue. We heard the right, first I like it up. You fucked it up. <laughs> well, I thought you were saying I should have let it kept going. No, I'm saying you fucked it up. You let it go yeah, too I far. It up. Well, it's hard to fucking, it's like goes right there. You're either going to like lose a note or add a note. And I erred on the side of adding a note. You haven't listened to this song 628 times in your life? You don't know exactly what I was watching that? the little time. You can't watch the little time. The time. It's not a, it's just running time. It's not a time signature. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is. Well, it's I guess listening to it, I never really like. Because it always just automatically went into the next song. So it's not like I knew exactly where it ended. It is a prelude to the next song. Like, I understand the mistake. I wish it wouldn't have happened, but yeah, I'll get over it. Um, 
I never put the fact I like uh, this is a Kurlusky special here. Yes. And I know he's playing a 12 string and I just never fucking put the two together. That it's Kurlusky playing a 12 string. It's Prelude to Sweet Madame Blue and it's called Prelude 12. I want I want up you on that even. Okay. It's the song length is one minute and 20 seconds. Shit. So it's 12 groups of 10 seconds right there. Oh, my God. No, it's not. No, it's, it's only not. 80. That's how they get you. Oh, they fucking got me. But still. These fucking base six. But yeah. But still. It's um, 12 it's one. zero. 12 plus zero is still 12. Yeah. Still works. One, two, yeah. zero. One, I two, like zero. It. But yeah. It's in there. Shit, man. Now. So, I did some cursory research on this track in particular, and if you search, because I wasn't listening to them, I was just like doing Google searches for each song, and I yeah. just I was looking up lyrics and stuff, and it's like Prelude Twelve, Sticks, Lyrics. There's a whole like. For sticks, at least, an incredibly long uh, lyric. I don't even know how to say it. a lyric. It's lyrics for this song. It's like one, two, three, four verses, three choruses. Right, right. What the fuck is this? I don't know. So my first theory, because I saw that too, because I saw you you'd link to it, and it said Prelude Twelve, and it said from. Uh, Come Sail Away, the Sticks Anthology. Oh, boy. But I tried looking that up, and, like, I couldn't really find, like... I just searched for it on Spotify, actually. Yeah. But here it is. Come Sail Away, the Sticks Anthology from 2004. Is this the thing I saw? Greatest hits. I'm not sure this is the thing I saw. Let's see here. But yeah, it has Prelude 12 here, but it's only a minute and 20 seconds long. There's no way you can fit all these lyrics into a minute and 20. Yeah. It's some weird... I'm looking through the track listing to see if it's in there like a second time with lyrics, but I don't see it here on the track listing. But like, it's the first... If you search... Prelude 12, Sticks, Lyrics. The first result is Prelude 12, Sticks. It's got all these fucking lyrics, and it's credited to John Kurlowski. Mm-hmm. Prelude 12 at Universal Music Publishing Group. Which, by the way, we just got a takedown notice. I think it was from them for one of our T-shirts. So buy the T-shirts while you still can before Universal takes them all down how do they do that if they wanted to buy a mug or a fucking t-shirt you can head over to uh, gutterballs.tv and click click on the uh the link what's the link called merch i think it's merch yeah yeah merch click on the merch link we got lots of merch tons of merch tons of merch some great uh, Lebowski-related content. Some great just podcast-related content. Uh, we got our lovely mug. 
Gutter Balls commemorative mug. You get a pencil commemorating skirt episode with one. a two-inch pigeon on it. One of my favorite mugs I've ever owned, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, we all I know made a tweet recently mug. featuring the mug. So if you want to see that and see what I'm talking about, you could also follow us on Twitter. How do where, they do that? Well, again, go to gutterballs.tv. We have a link there to our Twitter. That might be the easiest way, gutterballs.tv. But what, if you want to go link? right on Twitter. What's the link, the link say? Is, the link says Twitter. Oh, there you go. Or, you know, just if you're on Twitter, you're like, they can, you search for guttercast. Yes, our Twitter handle is not Gutterballs. It's Guttercast. It was taken. So you can find us at Guttercast on Twitter or at Gutterballs.tv. And check out our mugs and all our other merch. Our sweet uh, Lebowski t-shirts also that are getting hit with takedown. So get them now while you can. Get them while you can because they won't last long. I'm really curious about these lyrics to Prelude 12. I might, um... Is it some kind of... Fan like, lyric? I'm not going to say fan, but like some kind of thing. Like when he published the music to this, he made these lyrics that... I mean, I'm so I'm thinking of like... You may know this famous story. Gene Roddenberry... The original, when he made the original Star Trek series, Alexander Courage, you know, did the iconic theme song for the original Star Trek. But Gene Roddenberry did what is kind of what I believe has been described to me as a dick move in a way. I was going to say dick move because I could see yeah. where this was going. He added lyrics to it. So, he so when the you right. the sheet the music that is published, if you wanted to buy this music or license it, oh my god, it's themed by Alexander Courage, lyrics by Gene Roddenberry, and all the royalties get split 50-50. What a dick! And so this, and it has the most ridiculous lyrics like imaginable. And those never actually appeared in any official form, like in, like married together. The lyrics, yeah, the it's, it was never recorded. I oh I God. struggle to even understand how you could sing <laughs> these <laughs> lyrics. So he didn't even really try to like. He just wrote some lyrics. Didn't try to yeah. make it go along with the song. I mean, doing. again, I'm musically in decline, so I don't know. There is like a like bootleg recording of like Jack Black singing the lyrics well, over yeah. the theme song at some show somewhere. I'm sure there's thousands of like trekkers out there that have probably done it. Yeah. Is that what we call well, them? Yeah, that's what we can call them. Okay. This is I what we call them. Want to be trekkers. politically correct. That is the. It doesn't seem like it's a big issue anymore. Yeah, right. That kind of went that away. That was a, a big bit. issue for a while. It was. Maybe people realized there was more important <laughs> issues than like the proper nomenclature right. for a Star Trek fan. Genocide, you know. Yeah. Uh, what else? No, I think that's about it. Genocide. About it, yeah. yeah. Beyond, hear the lyrics. Beyond the rim of the starlight. These are the lyrics to Star Trek, not. Not Prelude, uh, 12. Prelude Twelve. Okay, I was like, <laughs> well, wait, they could I don't probably remember that use one. these lyrics just as well. I yeah, don't know. I think so. I'm like, I don't remember that, but that works. Beyond the rim of the starlight, my love is wandering in starflight. I know <laughs> he'll find in star clustered reaches love, strange love a star woman teaches. 
Is this show in any way related to stars by any chance? It's what? Is this the show that he's writing the lyrics, the theme? Is is this related to stars at all by any chance? Stars? No. I'm not sure what you're trying to say. Like stars? Like this is a Star Trek between stars? Yes, it is related to that. Okay. Because he puts star in every line. Oh, oh, I didn't notice. Yes. (laughs) Love, strange love, a star woman teaches. I already did that. I know his journey never ends. His Star Trek will go on forever. But tell him while he wanders his starry sea, remember, remember me. There we go. Lyrics by Gene Roddenberry. I think old Gene had a little problem with stars. (laughs) Yeah. And with, you know, star men getting it on with star... Women. Well, that's how it should be, though. You yeah, that's true. Keep it in the family. It's like I expected the last verse to just be like 18 instances of the word star. Star. In various forms. It's like Smurf. <laughs> right. Daisy Smurf, I'm going to Smurf the Smurf out of you. Why not do like a uh, Star Trek Babies series? Like an animated series with like Kirk and Spock, McCoy, Scotty, the whole gang, but as little babies, and they just say the word "star" for like every like like every like adjective and noun. You're firing on all cylinders tonight, man. <laughs> you got uh, rock operas with <laughs> Willem Dafoe or whoever. <laughs> oh my God, it'd be so much better with Willem Dafoe. He's the villain. Come on. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, I said that the beginning part is like the villain coming out. Right. That is Willem Dafoe. That's Willem Dafoe. And then Will Ferrell shows up. Right. And then you got Baby Kirk, Benjamin. Baby McCoy, Baby Scotty. Yeah. And all they can say Talking is... Talking their star baby language. Star language. <laughs> Shit. Now, if you can cross those two over, you might really <laughs> have something. That would that would we would be making our own kind of like mother deer hybrid multiple things mashed into one. Just needs a third thing now. Just needs a third thing. It needs the one thing too many. Yep. To bring it all together. Isn't that's Keanu though, right? Yeah, it could be Keanu. He's the third thing. Do you want to? I, I'm loath to bring it to a close, but do you want to play the last Try track? Try some track eight. Can, hey, can, can you go like yeah. five seconds back into Prelude 12, though, so we can get the, we can yeah. understand. Here, I'll do you one better. 12 okay. seconds back. Perfect. All right, here we go. 12 seconds back. Let's try it. Oh. That's the beginning. Hold on. He gets those minor chords just right. Time after time, 
stopping point maybe for this song I mean as far as I'm concerned and I don't really like sticks that much anymore you know except for nostalgic reasons mostly Mm -hmm. this song though is unassailable to me I fucking love this song this is a great fucking song and like you could easily easily scoot this one up a couple of albums into the canon easily mm-hmm. it would fit right into any of those like holy shit sticks firing on all cylinders right here yeah this is like so I said before how Born for Adventure was like the perfect melding but really this is a much better example of that I realize now because yes. there's no like Silly, ironic rock opera y stuff. No. Too much. There's a little bit here and there. Well, it's not sticks without a little bit of it. Yeah, like where it, where, you ex- where it goes kind of like major key, where you'd expect it to be minor key. And I'm like, well, okay. Mr. I don't know that. anything about music, just said. But uh, well, it's really just about timing, rhythms. And t- like that's the issue more. Mr. I don't know anything but, about rhythms, just said. But, but this this is very reminiscent of Led Zeppelin, is it not? Like almost to the fact, like, huh. I mean, he, maybe that had not occurred to us, dude. Like when it starts, 
Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's almost sure, like that. Sure, yes. Babe, babe. Okay, I hear it. Yes. You hear it. And then later it goes like. Like it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, we yeah. heard both of those parts there. Like yes. it's. It's very Led Zeppelin as sung by Dennis DeYoung. Well, right. And that's what I was going to say. The difference being you have Dennis's <laughs> operatic vocals with yeah. his vibrato there instead of the caterwauling antics of <laughs> Robert Plant. Right. Exactly. And that, that is a major difference. It is. But just <laughs> instrumentally, if you yes. took the lyrics out, it'd be like, oh, okay, this is like even for a split second, I was like, wait. Is this? No. <laughs> Did I reach the end of the album and it just went to another track from a different band? Did it go yeah. to Zeppelin somehow? Because it's like, oh, you're listening to Sticks. You must like Led Zeppelin. Right. I mean, that's a common mistake the algorithm makes. <laughs> yeah. The algorithm's stupid. Um, I fucking love it. It's got everything I want and love from a Sticks song. It's got the, uh, you know, esoteric keyboard yeah. shit. and synth, It does synth have in the shit. middle part. It has multiple movements. Multiple movements. It does have, like, the keyboard stuff, hard rock part. Just the right seasoning of JY in there with yeah. this guitar tone dialed in exactly how I like it to be. Not this, like, loose, jangly shit. From the first four albums where it sounds like, you know, when he's playing, it's like somebody took a handful of dust from the desert and threw it into his amp. And it's like, I don't like that. Not for this. That could work for some things, but that's too, like, just too fucking dirty. It just, just doesn't sound clean. Sticks needs to sound clean, pristine, dialed in. They got their three yeah. and four part harmonies clean now. Still a little stanky, but clean guitars. That bass, that's a little nasally. That's how Chuck likes it, but I want to hear it still. Boo-doo-doo, boo-boo-boo. You know, that's what he likes to, he plays at the top of the neck a lot. Perfect. Love it. And this is like, what is this, album number five for them. And this is when, and it's fitting that it's the last song on the album, this is when... <laughs> They became sticks. Yeah. Does... Is it weird that I've never heard of this song before? No, I don't think so. I didn't think... Well, Wikipedia described this as the most well-known song on the album. Which, um, granted, none of these songs, with the possible exception of Lorelei, would have heard, so... Yeah, I, I mean... Wikipedia, they're never wrong, so who am I to dispute them? But I would say Lorelei might be a little yeah. more well-known. But Yeah, I think they were basing this on the fact that the song became a staple on all Sticks tours with Dennis DeYoung. Yeah. Yeah, they're not playing Light Up all the time. Sometimes right. they would. I, I'm pretty sure I've heard them play Light Up, but yeah, they'll play this shit. Yeah, and it definitely seems like this is like an anthem to play in yeah, your gets people all crowded up. amphitheater, whatever. Yeah, Fuck for yeah. sure. And it plays to everybody's strengths in the band. You know, everybody gets to sing. Dennis gets his synthy shit. JY gets to rock the fuck out. Even the drums, like 
before he died, John still had a little bit of the that little like funky off rhythm that he does. Don't mm-hmm. know the term for it, but he's doing it here again sometimes. But then also his gigantic fills, and he gets to act like a fucking animal back there, too. Yeah. All of that. It's everybody wins. The audience loves it because it fucking yeah. builds up. And it's also anthemic. Like, even though, <laughs> if you listen, <laughs> you read the lyrics, it's not necessarily celebratory of America. But it does say America a lot. And everybody loves yeah. that. So You don't think it's celebratory of America? It it's uh no, I don't. It's I mean it does it, kind of casting aside it's not derogatory, but it's casting a side eye like we're we gotta be careful here. I mean read the lyrics, man. Yeah. The future is all but past. It's like we had it. Now think about when this was written, probably seventy four. Right. This album came out in early 75, so 1968 wasn't that long ago. And it's like, with the, we just got out of Watergate, you know? Nixon, yeah. Nixon flew off in his helicopter. I'm out, guys! See? Bye! Like, Vietnam. Like, it's not great right now. They've just been through some shit, and they're still in it. So it's not... No, I wouldn't say it's celebratory. Yeah. It's but, not, but they it's also not full say, on, you suck, but you know. Right. But I mean, it also follows that up with lift up your heart and make a new start and lead, lead us, us away, away from, from here. We are meaning, not in a good place. Well, well, maybe like you said, like, you know, we just had this tarnished things happen with Watergate and maybe, you know, Vietnam War related issues also ongoing at this point i suppose i suppose um you know but it's i i mean you know this bicentennial was coming up yeah i still feel like this is like a a like let's celebrate 200 years of america you know but it, it is also like you know like yes you're not a child anymore america Cautiously. like you are you're a young nation but now you're with the big boys can't be fucking around like that anymore grow the fuck up it's it's yeah. cautiously if anything it's cautiously i no i see i i reject the term celebratory for this well he says whatever the price i'll pay for you madam blue that's I think still not still... celebratory. Maybe compliment. Maybe like, you know, you don't run from, you don't just like move to Canada because shit sucks. You right. stay and you fix your fucking problems, you know? I don't know that that means, that doesn't mean celebratory to me. That's though. true. Because he goes along to say you're so far away. Yeah. You've changed. You're so far away. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah man. It's it's a mixed, it's a mixed well, you know, life is full of contradictions, and I guess so is this song and this Feelings for America. Because on one hand, they celebrate it, and they're dedicated to the concept, but also at the same time realizing, you know, things are changing. But I also kind of take that almost... And again, it's so hard to understand it in the time with which it was written, but... It almost we- seems like 
you know, the whinging about how, like, in the good old days, America was like this. And now these damn blank people are fucking it up. These hippies or something. I don't know. I didn't take it like that. But I took it like... Which, again... (sighs) Go ahead. It's a caution. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, the lyrics are pretty oblique, and there's not a whole lot of them, so... And the th- and that's, I I want my lyrics to be a, a kind of oblique. Yes. I don't want it to be like Southern Woman. I'm gonna really make. Oh, that's the other song I was trying to think of. I'm gonna make you feel it, by JY. <laughs> oh God. I d- I don't want yes. them to be like that. I want yeah. them to be more like Sweet Madam Blue. Sweet Wait. Madam Blue, I'm gonna make you feel. <laughs> Right. I'm going to fuck you right in your asshole. I want them to be oblique. And then they can have, well, maybe you should play the part that's really about the bicentennial. Just a little bit of it. How about that? Which Nice way to the, lead it, us out. The, which is the America part? Yeah. Well, I don't know how to find that. We'll just, so should we just like play it and like I that's mean, the end? We're getting takedown notices anyway. We might as well just play the rest of the song. And then if it gets taken, if this ep gets taken down, fuck it. What I'm saying is, are we done talking? We're just going to play us out. We do great production pre-pro here. <sighs> are we still talking sticks? It's up to you, man. I can go either way. I think let's just play us out with the rest of the song. Play us out. Play us out because I'm going to put these scones in and I'll bring them across the finish line, but we don't have to do that on air. It's ridiculous. And then you'll be sending them to me? Correct. As the usual? All right, perfect. As per the use. As per the use? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat up some, some scones. All right, here we go. Well, it's been great album, Adam. This is a great album. I loved it. Me too, and I'm glad we're doing this because I forgot. <laughs> Again, maybe it's just the stank of Midnight Ride, but I forgot how much I like this album. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great it's a rock great and sticks roll album. Feeling. <laughs> yeah. All right, baboom, let's play it.
All right. I All lied. Right. I'm not done. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I wanted to mention that this is one of the very few times where Chuck Panazzo was pressed into service to do right. some, like, harmonizing vocals. Because this yeah. America business has four parts, and Sticks is usually three parts. You got your Dennis, Kurlowski, JY, and then when Kurlowski left, you got Tommy in there. But it's like, no, we need four Americas here. America, 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 right? So he had to do one. He was kind of reluctantly <laughs> pressed into service. But, like, obviously I know which part Dennis is singing. And I think I know which part JY is singing, which surprises me. I think it's the last part, because he's so like, ah! Right, right. But then I can't tell, and I might be wrong about that even, but then I can't tell who, who's Kurlusky and who's Chuck Panazzo. Maybe because I don't have a lot of historical record of right. Chuck singing at all. Well, and then it's only hard four to albums tell with singing, too. Well, that's true, and they're also layered a lot, and I feel like like each of those parts had multiple people. Like, it's not just Chuck, like, sang yes, and overdubbed I, three times his own voice. I think other people were in there with him. Same with Dennis. There's other people back there. So it's not, it's not pure, right. if that makes sense. Um, there's that, and also, when I'm assuming it's JY that comes in after the Americas, right when he comes in with his guitar solo, I fucking love that. Like, he just comes tearing the fuck in there. And yeah. that is like when you get the, like, spice, like the heat just right in your chili. It's not spicy. No one's going to think it's too spicy or anything but there's spice in there and it only it just makes it like even more savory than it would have been otherwise and it's like fuck yeah and it sounds so pristine i can hear every fucking string on that thing and it's but he's still like it's got a little distortion but it, man it just comes like tearing in i fucking love it and usually, yeah, good. usually I'm like, JY, sit the fuck down. <laughs> right. But there. Well, no, it all works together. Fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I definitely spoke too soon with Born for Adventure. <laughs> this is the perfect <laughs> mix. I mean, in hindsight. Six ingredients. Now, when in you think, think about what you were saying. Yeah. It seems absurd after that. At the time when Born to Adventure, it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, they mixed it perfectly up with this one. It's interesting. Right. It wasn't that they mixed it perfectly. It was just that they actually mixed it. <laughs> is what it was, really. <laughs> they successfully mixed it. Not perfectly mixed it. This one, yes, they really they took it together. And yeah, and the whole anthem nature of it. Like, yeah, I can picture, picture the, you know, whole audience like, well, right. Pumping their fists, yeah, they're yeah. into it. And like, it's not like you're in church and you have the hymnal open and you can read all the lyrics, and you're not like super analyzing, like, well, what does this mean about 
the history of racism in this country. <laughs> right. They're just saying America over and over again. And you're like, fuck yeah. And they're, they're playing electric guitars, you know, so you can just enjoy it on that level without like getting into the please lead us away. Let's make a new start. We don't want to go backwards. We want to move forward from here. Lead us away from here. <laughs> and that's where, again, it's not necessarily celebratory and they're not doing this thing where it's like, we want to go back to the 50s when things were so super awesome. It's like, let's uh, keep moving. But you can also just enjoy it because they're saying America, 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 America. Right. America, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of reminds me, actually, for a split second, like musically, like that America, fuck yeah song <laughs> from the South. Because I was like, did America. I, just, I don't. Did I make that song up independently of South Park? You might have. Yeah. Okay. I don't from know Team song. America World Police, there's a I song called America, that. fuck yeah. I couldn't watch that. And it starts with like they're like America, America, and then the guitar comes in. America, fuck yeah! But anyway, just that little opening. Well, they may have been inspired by this. You know, I bet those guys listen to their fair share of sticks. When I guarantee they do. I guarantee. Right, come sail away, right, Cartman. Yes, and they use they do musicals all the fucking time. <laughs> They're super into musicals. Rock operas. They parody musicals. They made their own musicals multiple God. times. Um, they've made musical movies. Like the South Park movie was a musical. Um, you know, some of their other early movies that that team made were musicals. And, of course, Book of Mormon... Broadway oh, smash hit shit. done by yep. uh, South Park. At least yeah, I don't know if it's done by both of them or just uh, Trey Parker. I'm not sure, but might have just been Trey. I'm not sure. That yeah, was but again, that he's 100% full on Broadway musical lover slash creator author. So yes, I'm. I guarantee he fucking loves sticks. He yeah, he has to. That must be the greatest gift that I ever gave my wife you might know her name's Leslie I got her I got us two tickets to Book of Mormon on Broadway oh really yes so you did go see a Broadway play yes I didn't realize that I've not seen Book of Mormon it's I mean I don't go to see shit on Broadway ever the only way I see it is if there's ever like a film made of it or something it's musical theater um, that's yeah. why I'm saying that has to be the best gift I've ever given her. Because you hate it so much and you yes, and yet I endured did it. it. Yeah. I sought it out. But So you didn't, you weren't turned by, you weren't watching it. You're like, you know what? This is actually kind of good. The parts where they're not fucking singing is okay. I just don't need the story told to me in song form. I fucking hate it. We've been down this road. What do you want from yeah. me? I don't like I'm it. I'm just wondering. I mean, I came around. I'm just wondering. And then we saw the, uh, Jesus Christ, American Idiot one, but that wasn't on Broadway. That was here in D.C. Yeah. 
I'm not too familiar with that. I mean, I know it's the music of Green Day, obviously, but... I gotta tell you, what a... No, I don't have to tell you. Did not enjoy that experience. (laughs) Yeah. That was not good. But there were other factors involved there. Um, Anyway, Sweet Madam Blue. I think... I imagine the scenario where it's like whoever, Barry Mraz or whoever the engineer is, he's in there mixing it. They're putting the final little tweaks on it in the, you know, studio. He's, Mraz is there in front of the giant mixing board. And it's like, oh, we got to just, I got to pump up this little bit of the guitar solo and do a little bit of this and that. It's so close. And it's like, all right, I think I got it. And they all crowd in the, you know, mixing booth. You know, and there's the glass in front of them and they're looking into the recording studio. Nobody's in the recording studio now. They're all gathered together. He's got his fucking kick-ass monitors and he cranks his song up and plays it. And when it the final <laughs> notes ring out and there's silence, they all like kind of look around at each other like, holy fuck, we did something. Yeah. I think you can, so you got to lean in to talk, I guess. That's what I do, Brad. I lean in. Okay. So I'm holding in my hand a package of scones. I don't know exactly what they are. It's unopened yet. It's a, that kind of like manila padded packing material. It's surprisingly thin considering there's a baked good in it. Yep, well, they're one layer. So here, I'm going to cut it open. Adam said they were extra sealed. It was extra good suction. There they are. So he has a machine that does this? Yep. Interesting. So what do you think these look like? I see blueberries off the top of my head. It looks like blueberries, although it could be another... Berry, and it almost maybe. seems like there may be white chocolate there, but that could just be the way the dough is pressed against yeah, the vacuum have, seal. Yeah, we haven't opened it from the vacuum seal yet. They are four triangular shape wedges. Um, and I guess, okay, so Adam said we should put these in the toaster oven for a couple minutes. Okay. So let's do that. So I'm going to cut these open, put them in the toaster oven, Mm -hmm. and then uh, we'll be right back. Sounds good. All right, so we're back. We have blue berries, I'm going to assume. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming these are some sort of sweet Madam Blue so we'll look for sweetness and blue. I'm not sure what the Madam could be. What is Sweet Madam Blue? Sweet Madam Blue is a song from the Sticks album, Equinox. Okay. Okay. So that's my first thought goes. Like, okay, it's blue. Uh, so I'm going to take a taste. Well, it's from Adam. From Adam. Yeah. Sweet from Adam Blue. Oh, I gotcha. That's good. I think that could be the answer. <laughs> sweet Mar- I was the closest I could go was like Sweet Margarine Blue. Here, I'm going to take a taste. Mm. 
Blueberry is strong. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I have some coffee here. Why is that luckily? Because that goes good with scones. Yeah, they're an interesting combination. They're they're dense, like they're they're yeah dense, but they're also moist. I remember, I can't remember exactly what we said. There was some kind of we were talking about density when they were being made. I am your density, sweet madam. Blue. A, yeah, the sweet. The sweet is not sugar. Maybe it's there's something else in there. Hmm. Agave? I mean, I think there's a lot of butter in them. Yeah, it but sounded the, like the while sweet, he was making them, there's a lot of butter. But the sweet has a not sugar thing, like it's agave or something. I'm not sure if, if I would say there's a sweet. Well, there is. The blueberry wouldn't be that sweet on its own. So it's sweet blueberries in the scone, not blueberries in a sweet scone. Well, no, I don't know. The agave would have been mixed in, I would imagine. I, that's my guess, is that it's agave from Adam blueberry. All right. That's my theory. I mean, these aren't Lorelei scones. Lorelized? Lorelei. They're not Lorelei. Maybe the most known sticks song on that album. It's not a Prelude 12 scone. Maybe it is. Oh, you're just guessing that that's the song? Yeah. Well, that's a good guess. Because I connected blue and blueberries. Blueberry, that's yeah. the only connection I got. Yeah, I would go with that theory. And I have to chime in. They're good, though. They are a little heavy. But scones, no, they're not heavy. They're just scones dense. are always kind of heavy. See, I, my and impression... It's all, and I'm never like, I'm always like, oh yeah, I forgot. Scones are like these really heavy things. I don't think I ever had scones until Adam started making them for us. And my impression is that they were very light and hard. Almost like a biscotti in a different form. Well, like if you get them from like Starbucks, for example, they're very hard and dry. But light, right? I feel like light is the opposite of hard and dry. Like a biscotti. A biscotti is not dense. Isn't it? No. I, well, I don't know. Not in my mind. You mean like a, a cheese curl? There's something that is dense dry, and but it's not dense at all. Not like a Cheeto, like a cheese curl. Yeah, like a, a little puff. Yeah, Cheetos are dense. A cheese puff isn't. So you're saying biscotti, yes. it's hard in front, but, it, but it's like yes. that. It's, puff, it's like... That was my impression. And I thought scones were like that, too. Only... only. I don't think biscotti... Thicker. I wouldn't categorize biscotti or scones like that. So what do you think? Well, it's good. Well, you ate yours and mine, so it mm -hmm. must be good. Mm-hmm. All right, great. You added a little butter there. I'll try that. That was your suggestion. I think it... I mean, how can it be bad? The little Earth Balance original on there. Yeah. Yeah, that added a little something to it. Well, delicious. You said you were going to toast them, but they Madame toast Blue them. cold scones. to me. I would think I would have liked it if it were 
yeah. heat it up more. Like yeah, I was afraid of overheating them, though. Mm-hmm. I was airing too much on the side of caution. Well, we have two more. We can heat them up more and see how they come. Yeah. I might even microwave it just to, you know. Yeah. I don't know what. Or I would, like, cut it in half, like, through the thickness of it. So they're thinner pieces to toast. Right. Well, because they're scones, and scones are kind of thick and dense. But, damn, I'm really, enjoy- I'm really getting into eating it now. I'm just eating bite after bite. I need some coffee. And it goes very well with the coffee. All right. Well, that's our sweet Madame Blue scones celebrating the... Uh, Bicentennial of America back in 1976. Mm. Wonderful. Thanks, well, Adam. Yes, thanks, Adam. Thadam. Thadam, indeed. So, is this it? Is this the aftermath recording? Are we like in it right now? Yes, it's the aftermath. Um, okay, so we got here a. Uh, you know the thing is, I scones. have to package. I have to package those things up. I have to go to FedEx. You know. Yeah, it like, is a galleon amount of work. Did you say galleon? I didn't say galleon. I don't know. It was very galleon of you. All right, it's galliant, but it's not a galliant to amount me and of work. My family. Galliant? All right, fine. I have no fucking. No, clean. I'm I'm here to do the. I put the work in. You, you do, know? unlike me. Yeah, I don't take like four years to send 2D art out. Exactly. Gigi, she's like sitting behind me right now, and she sent us some goddamn amazing shit, and it didn't take her four years. That's, That's true. for sure. Very true. I hear her giggling back there. So, honestly, why why did it take you that long? <laughs> For real? Well, like a lot of things, I had grand plans that I eventually had to come to the realization that I would never do and pare it back and just do the thing. Yeah, but seriously, fuck it, four years. I don't think it was quite four years. It was like three years years and a couple months. Three and a half years? Come on. Three and a half years. splitting hairs here? Jesus. (laughs) Well, no, but that's the... But it wasn't perfect. I got... Sorry. I got GG, like, getting me in the... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. In the jib. I got you getting me in the jab. I got jibs and jabs all over the place right now. Um, anyway, scones. Yes, they were... Let's talk scones. Say that again? Let's talk scones. Yeah, let's talk scones. So, they were, uh, delightful scones as usual. Uh, Not as usual. Sometimes they're very bad. They've never been that bad. Well, that's because I don't send you the bad ones. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, there you go. So, it was as usual. The, um... The blueberries were very uh, flavorful. Christine came up with the, uh, I think, rather brilliant idea of calling them sweet 
from from Adam. Adam. Yep. Sweet from Adam Blue Scones. Right. That is very brilliant, but also completely incorrect. Yeah, I'm thinking we're going for something else here, but I'm Yeah, there's I'm not... something else. There's something else. So anyway. Please continue your journey into trying to <laughs> Well to, to suss out what these scones I are. mean, I I think I said in the recording, the tasting, I was like Uh huh. Uh-huh. uh-huh I don't uh-huh, think they're uh-huh. like Lorelei scones. They're not Lorelei scones, you're correct. But they're maybe some other type of eye scones. You guys were doing it for a while. Like, there's a sweetness there. And I think your wife, you might know her name's Christine, was doing it. Like, there's a sweetness here that is not just blueberries. And she was trying to pin it on, like, agave or something. Yes. And that's not it. (laughs) But she was on to something. It Did was, you look at all the lyrics of all the songs? Like, I mean, I didn't go that far into it. There's not a lot of food references in the songs in, in this album. Well. There's like literally one food reference. And, should we? And uh, I'm using like food kind of fast and loose here. I mean, Almost I can look at the lyrics one by one. Born to... No foods and liquids. Liquids. <laughs> I mean, sweet, sweet sounds will fill the air, but that's not. A, I don't think that on. is the thing. Come on, it's your favorite shit, man. Um, it was favorite. your favorite shit until we got to Sweet Madam Blue. Oh, how about that? The the um, okay. Oh, just look at it. Yeah, what was it? Um, that was. Um, oh my god! Um, I'm trying to remember now. Uh, what the fuck was it called? I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing <laughs> what it up. Was it called? I'm trying it to was bring like it up. your favorite song on this album, and you're like, "What was it called?" Oh, well, I can't Meanwhile, remember. I remember we were it like, was before oh, the on Born the to Adventure song. Of Sweet Madam I remember Blue. how it sounded. And you were talking about this one. Like, what the hell? <laughs> It was the... It's gross. No, it was Born for Adventure. Yes, it was Born for Adventure. What are the lyrics? Read them out to me. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why is this so fucking difficult? This was supposed to be very quick. All right. I'm the thief of the highway. Rich man, you better take hold. Because last night while you lie sleeping, I came to steal your gold. All the king's horses and all the king's men surrounded the chapel to trap me within. A lady in waiting, lips red with rouge. She offered me pleasures I could not refuse. No, no, no. Oh, is this for I was born? Born for adventure. Women, whiskey, and sin. So they're whiskey scones? It's a whiskey blueberry scone? These are whiskey macerated sweet madam blueberry scones. Nice. Okay. I macerated the blueberries in sugar and whiskey. Maker's mark to give them a little extra zing. Nice. And that's the that's the zing 
that That's your wife, you might know her. Her name's Christine. Was picking up on yeah, like this is this is this is an extra thing going on and that's right. the whiskey it's maker's mark whiskey macerated sweet madam blue berry scones guys we're so close close yeah very close well next time i'm gonna have to do a read up on all the lyrics before we start doing the taste test well, there weren't a lot of food references. There weren't, but I also didn't album. didn't scan the lyrics. Well, I mean, I was too busy thinking it would never be something literally in there. I was like, it'll be a weird pun. <laughs> no, like, I, I'm be... not. I am no longer a professional punist. I got fired from that job. Okay, so okay, I don't do that anymore. Because the the la- I don't know. Talk to think- Laura Fisk about that. She claims she didn't fire me, but I got fired. Okay, I'll check with her then. On yeah, your you check with you check with her. All right. Well, there we are. <laughs> Excellent work, Adam. As always. <laughs> you know, we still I- got two left, so I'll. Uh, you know, Christine can still uh, eat the scone. Eat a scone, even though I ate her original one. She thought like. I don't know. It seemed like she was a little put off that you ate her scone. Yeah, I think she was. I, I can't blame her. Why'd you do that? I don't, I don't know. I'm dumb. Pretty much. No. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm dumb a lot, too. All right. Anyway, great follow-up to the follow-up to the episode. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> I'm glad I can, like, provide some nice baked goods and they don't, like, super suck. No, they don't. Like, super. they're okay, you know? They're, they're, they are more than okay. Because I'm not a master baker. My mom's a master baker. She does all the baking around here and um, I'm not good at it. You know this because I haven't. Sometimes it's like I can't send these. It's crazy. Well, we're providing an opportunity to to learn ace your grow. scone game by the end That's of right. by the time we get to all the through all these albums. Maybe you will be a master baker. I hope so. I hope so. Um, we're not even into the canon. Even the next album is not canon yet. So. We got a ways to go. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, me too. Continuing my education. Hey, mine too. All right. Peace out. Peace.